what's poppin'? The Drew and Mike Show rolling into our Wednesday show from the Deals in the D.com studios. It's just Drew, Mark, Brandon, and Hall Financial reminding you about their Easy Start program. If you've got a mortgage for a home, particularly a new home, this might interest you. Drop your mortgage rate 2% the first year, 1% the second year. Your rate will not go up with the market. You are locked in. Saves you a couple hundred a month and thousands each year. And, of course, the rate watch technology team will let you know if it's time to refi when rates go down. So whether you're looking to buy a new home or refi your current home, call Hall Financial, 866-CALL-HALL, or chat with them online at callhallfirst.com. All right, we will not have our Ted Williams clip of the day today because... Who are these podcasts? And Carl will be along. <laughs> Carl is taking an interest in Ted Williams and the Ted Williams program. Oh, everybody should be taking an interest. No, in it's it. irresistible. It's the hottest show around right now, even though it's old. I swear to God, I'm serious right now. If you click on it, it's hard to stop watching. <laughs> it's it's not a total train wreck, but it's, it's hard to stop watching. I mean, you'll watch at least four or five minutes in fascination. Wouldn't that be great if uh, a network had the balls to like put him on and let him just do whatever? I think it might compete. I don't know. It would be different. It would be an option that's entirely different from the others. Replace James Corden with Ted Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I, the advertisers might not be too happy with some of the stuff he comes up with, but whatever. Did you see how many comments? Like when it first popped on, he was getting <laughs> tens of thousands of comments of support. People love Ted Williams. Once you advertised it without showing any clips, except yeah. from going, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, <laughs> yeah every, every promo during the CBS League, the insider, the FBI shows will be tonight on Ted Williams' life. <laughs> That's it. Put the Nothing laugh in else. The, what if they put the laugh at the top of the hour ID, too? So every hour you heard that crazy laugh reminding you of Ted's show. I, don't know, I think watch. there's something there. Speaking of which, I know you uh, just thoroughly enjoy after the eye opener on CBS this morning at the very end where they show the the late night clip. Yes. Have you seen it lately with the fill-ins for The Daily Show? You know, I haven't. Have They're they been running? so much better than the Trevor Noah oh, ones. Yeah, because Chelsea Handler's on this week, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's the funniest thing ever, but I think the clip this morning where she was doing jokes about George Santos, it's like there's so many... Scandals now with George Santos. We need a we didn't start the fire kind of song. And she did like one verse of it. It was actually, I thought it was pretty clever. It's kind of funny. Did Gail and them then say how great she is? No, no. They, they didn't. Because no, no. they always did that for Trevor. No. And then last week or two weeks ago when they went, it was either Wanda Sykes or somebody was hosting it, there was a clip that was, it, it's just amazing that DL Hughley was last week. They were so much better than any Trevor Noah clip. Like, what is going on? I, I don't know. I, like I said yesterday, I just think he misses so often that he hurriedly gets to the next joke before you have a time to go, oh, my God, that was terrible. Yeah, it's He's terrible. corny. Isn't he corny? Uh, there you go. Yeah, that's the best word to describe him. He's likable guy. I, I do think he's a likable guy. I just don't know why. I feel like everyone's pretending he's funny. It's kind of like Hamilton. <laughs> well, Hamilton is good. I'm talking about I know you have to say that. but great. No, I love it. Um, by the way, uh, we have a new advertiser, Joe's Produce. If you're throwing a Super Bowl party, call now to order from Joe's Produce Gourmet Market in Livonia. Joe's Produce Catering is full-service catering, serving all your party favorites. Their expert chefs create all the catering fresh from Joe's Produce Market in Livonia, so they'll be blown away. If you want to blow away your guests at the Super Bowl with USDA prime choice meats, fresh fish, and seafood, and homemade, nice. ooh, homemade bread. This sounds good. 
Don't spend your Super Bowl working in the kitchen. Call Joe. Nobody does that anymore. Everybody calls out for food, don't they? <laughs> yeah, but you want you know something different from pizza and yeah. wings, right? Call Joe's. 248-477-4333. 248-477-4333. And they'll make the food at your Super Bowl party even more memorable than the game itself. I hope that's not true. <laughs> it's possible. Uh, small party or giant corporate event, Joe's has you covered. Pizza, wings, sliders. Oh, you can't get pizza and wings. There you go. Just yeah, better, pulled pork sandwiches. They, they got it all. Just check out the menu. It's uh, quite amazing. And tell them we sent you. Tell them we came from the Drew and Mike show to Joe's Produce. I don't know produce. about you guys, but I'm hungry. Gourmet Market in Livonia. Life is what you make it at Joe's, 248-477-4333. Or go to joesproduce.com to check out their menus to get started. Mm. Not a bad idea. <laughs> um, so... Two of the things from the uh, from the Grammys that were really, I mean, they were really on the top of my list yesterday, and there's so much time being spent on them. This uh, <laughs> lip reader was trying to <laughs> analyze the J-Lo and Ben Affleck spat, yes. which, I, I, honestly, I don't think anyone watched the Grammys and did not know they were in a fight. No, it was so awkward. It was great. They both looked miserable. And I didn't know this, but I guess they did a premiere, or they were at a premiere in uh, January. Oh, really? Gigli too? Uh, no, it wasn't Gigli. You wish. But uh, they were snapping at each other. And then they realized someone was filming them. Yeah. And then they said, J-Lo immediately put on a big smile and made nice, just like she did at the Grammys. He so did not want to be at the Grammys. And you know what? I don't blame him. No, I think I'm hashtag Team Ben on this one. Sitting there for f- four hours and you can't drink? He can't drink? First of all, he's dying to drink anyway. <laughs> he's watching all, everybody in the crowd slam drinks. Fuck yeah. So anyway, she was she was saying uh, specifically, stop. Look more friendly. Look motivated. Motivated to what? I think she's specifically talking. Is this, is this on the red carpet or when they're sitting there? Because the one, the big one was... When Trevor Noah's doing some joke by him. It was that one. Yes. How, how motivated can you be when he's sitting there doing a stupid bit next to you? Well, they, they were kind of speculating that some of the people had been told ahead of time that, hey, Trevor Noah might come by and say hi, you know, if you look like a lot of fun. So they were kind of speculating. Was she trying to look really like they were having an extra good time and look super inviting for... Her? Trevor no, Noah to come by? She's just trying to remind everybody that they want to fuck her at age she 50. Knew the, the, she knew the camera was right on him, and so as the bit begins, she's yelling at Ben to straighten up. She's looking right at the camera, too. She, no, she's so aware of it. Look more friendly. Look motivated. Do you she, see it there? I might. Then, she, then, yeah, he said, I might. And then she said, pretend to be enjoying yourself. So uh, then she her post from the Grammys, by the way, was, oh, he's the best time with my love. <laughs> Yeah, right. Oh, God, he's miserable. <laughs> I don't, you know, I guess it never dawned on me how much of a fake J-Lo could be. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. She's I mean, a I, phony. I think in a way we sort of know her, which is that she busts her ass. She works so hard because she wants to be the most beat off to chick in the world <laughs> at all times. Do you still think she's just good old Jenny from her block? Oh, no. Oh, okay. That's long gone. I think that's been, yeah. But I think while. I agree with the commenter who said that she was trying to look effervescent and fun so yeah. Trevor would feel comfortable enough to come over and she'd be on the Grammys. Yeah. Since she can't win any Grammys. He's miserable. Oh, is he miserable? I was thinking about this, though. Can you imagine? Okay, when you see someone with her, I think people just think, oh, my God, Daniel J. Lo is so fucking hot. He's so lucky. But, 
okay, that is one millionth of the time. The rest of the time, can you imagine watching her try on all these swimsuits and underwear and outfits to look her very hottest no. at all times and going to work out for four hours and coming back and, oh, I'm so tired from working out. Oh, my God. Oh, no, I don't feel like having sex right now. God, I just worked so hard today. Yeah, and, and, and then you can't turn to the bottle? No. No. <laughs> I got some no. advice for Ben. Sometimes you got to remind the hen who the rooster is. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think... She's pretty bossy. Well, there's a reason she's had pretty 15 different husbands. But is that what Ben Affleck needs? This is a guy. Doesn't no, he need you know what Ben Affleck needs? A drink. He needs a drink. <laughs> and, he, and he needs a drink with somebody really laid back and easy going and yeah, kind of. Matt. <laughs> Matt Damon. I guess if it came down to it, I would bang Ben Affleck. He needs he needs to hang out with some boys, but he's not allowed to do that anymore. I don't think he needs, can't gamble anymore. I don't think oh, he needs no some way. super hot chick telling him how to act and bossing him around. No. I just don't think that's good for an alcoholic <laughs> Affleck or, or anybody. Um, so the other hot topic, and my God, rarely do you see the world agree on one subject. <laughs> this, this is the thing that's going to unite America. It might everyone was wondering, what the fuck happened to Madonna? <laughs> Everyone. And all I could think of was, I wonder how clearly this got through to her. Because I think she's not terribly self-aware. No. But I think it'd be pretty hard to miss because, I mean, every every report, every story about the Grammys is like, what the hell's oh, going on with her? She's the kind of idiot, though, that'll totally like lean into this and just keep posting like pictures of her face. Well, I think uh, she'd been posting so much shit, and it, she was going to such an effort to show close-ups, too. Like, look how wrinkle-free my face. She didn't yeah, say it, yeah, but I think yeah. that's what she was doing. Yeah, it looks great, honey. And showing off her new big tits. And, I mean, how many 64-year-old people need to do that? I mean, most 64-year-old people don't want to do that. In fact, I was thinking about, you know, this... This obsession of hers with looking her best and, you know, posting all this shit at her age. When I was 20, I didn't want to be on TV because we took mm -hmm. TV classes in, in college. And I always so much preferred radio. I hated the idea of having to be judged on how you look or what you're wearing. But, you know, she's just all in on it. And so well, now that's, that's her thing, right? That was always to be sexy and provocative. And she never she never pivoted away from it. Yeah, sexy being number one. Uh, she, I would say, probably is might be in second place to J-Lo as wanting to be beaten off to the most. But, but she's an old lady. I mean, look at her. She's old. So this has gone to, I, gone I to the point. She's just not sexy. I was going to say, she's done a remarkable job since she declared her rotting. <laughs> she's rebounded from her rotting look. I guess it could be. Honestly. What, now it's just swollen. Yeah. I thought she looked okay. I always thought she really looked okay on the outside. I mean, we know on the inside there's something vile going on, but I mean, you can't, you cannot have that much friction with that many penises and not have it take yeah. a toll. I mean, there's a mileage. Is, when one's Rodman. <laughs> anyway. I mean, he did the most damage, right, Rodman? <laughs> Probably. She it's has got to the point. dudes on her, oh, and, and chicks, on, and her Who's Day to Do. That's a 68? lot. 68? 68. <laughs> wow, that guy doesn't fit Gabriel Byrne. Yeah. 68? Does anybody have 68? Wow. Anyway, it's gotten to the point that they are now having 
cosmetic surgeons, and I saw multiple articles where cosmetic surgeons are being used by certain sources to try to figure out what has happened to her face. And the bottom line seems to be, and I know uh, one site specifically, they had four different cosmetic surgeons making comments, and they all agreed that she has definitely had a facelift and that her face is too tight, is made her eyes smaller, and some of these things, they put pictures next to each other with diagrams, like, <laughs> oh, my God, how brutal. Her eyes are objectively smaller. They are. Yeah. And also they said that there's too much filler in her forehead, so her forehead looks forehead. rounded. Hey. Well, you nailed it yesterday, just way too much filler. Her cheeks. Her cheeks, too. Well, I didn't get into her cheeks yet. Oh, okay, sorry. But yeah, her Why cheeks. Why do you look different? And they said that her, her bone structure is almost missing in action because there's so much filler in there, you can't see her bone structure, I, which they said is really pretty. That's one of the best things about the way she looked. I hate it when my bone structure is missing in action. <laughs> it's because I'm fat, though. <laughs> also, of course, Botox, no wrinkles. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, her lips are uneven. There's too much filler in her lips. Oh. And that also... They said some faces are better for lip filler than others, and that her face, that she really didn't have it. Her lips were pretty. She didn't really need to fill up her lips. She's just copying what everyone else is doing, I guess. Every time I look at you, I lose my fucking appetite. God damn! And then someone attempted to measure the distance between her eyes and her eyebrows, which has changed. Her eyebrows are now further up from her. What? Her eyebrows are further up from her eyes than they used to be. Is that like a facelift because they pull it? or? I guess so. I think so. Wow. And also thinned out. And Does she looks surprised all the time because they're higher? <laughs> like, whoa. What a mess. She's an absolute mess. I think she would have the absolute best, you know, cosmetic surgeons, too. Oh, yeah. Well, this is the it's problem. Not sexy. The problem with this problem is that it gets worse every day. Oh, <laughs> every day you get older, it be, gets a little worse. Wouldn't it be great if this did unify the country to the point where someone asks Biden about it during a press conference? <laughs> yeah, President thought, Biden, what do you make of that balloon face? Oh, she's so ugly. I don't want to get in that. Oh, yuck. Yeah, I don't know what the heck she's done with her. So Jill and I were talking about it, and I just I barely recognize her. It's the one thing he gives the most coherent thought out answer to <laughs> since he's been president his opinion on Madonna's face Come and, on, man. Uh, the state of the union which is one of the things I most <laughs> do not look forward to it's like homework for the whole country the and most people just skip it yeah. I hate the state of the union I hate it much more now than I used to I never liked it but now I really hate it because now you get people yelling during the stadium. You lie! You lie! <laughs> and then uh, Lauren Boebert, you put them there, thirteen of them. When he was talking about the bone like it. it's kind of you know, it's nice that there's hecklers in our state of a union. But how can you expect anyone in the public to behave on an airplane or anything when you can't even get senators and House of Reps and speakers of the House to behave during the president's speech? Yeah. No one, because no one does what they're supposed to do anymore. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, remember her tearing up yes, Trump's speech yes, behind him? Childish, you know, fucking baby. Um, so, spoiler alert, by the way, I was talking to Leduff, and he's going to be on. I think I want to say he's going to be on Cuomo tonight. To oh, Chris Cuomo after the State of the Union. I said, "What are you going to say about it?" And he goes, "How much I hate it." I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see this. I don't know how many of our people will know that in time to uh, to see him. Well, it but reruns all the time. Anyway, uh, also the Tyree Nichols family, it was announced proudly by the Biden administration, were invited to the State of the Union address, which 
I f- they've accepted too. I feel bad for them because you to me to, to be, even be asked, and some people I think would feel like, oh, you can't turn down the president, or that it will help. Oh, this will help make change, which you know it won't. Uh, it might help. You, that's not what you want to be recognized for. There's dying. no way. If my if if I had a kid that died, oh, the absolutely. last thing I'd want to do is go to the State of the Union address and have spotlight on me in the middle to, to get bring a bunch of applause for the president. I don't know. Free trip to D.C. Well, why can't they send him to Hawaii when they're ready to relax? <laughs> That'd be, be better. I mean, they're gonna have, they're gonna have cameras in their face and stuff when they walk around. They should have countered with that. <sighs> we'll take a trip to Hawaii instead. I think no, it's, Reagan. It's, it's awful, but you have to. If my memory serves me correct, I think Reagan was the one who really started bringing people to the uh, State of the Union address. And I remember one of them had jumped in the Ronald Reagan Potomac to save someone in an airplane crash. The one that Stern oh, made the yeah, joke about yeah, that yeah. got him fired. I think his name was Lenny Skutnik. I'm pretty sure because we used to make Lenny Skutnik jokes all the time just because it sounded like such a great name. It sounded like a baseball name. Lenny Skutnik. Sounded like a second baseman. A utility, a utility infielder. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Yes, that's the guy, Lenny Scott. Is it Lenny Scott? Yeah. yeah. Reagan used to do it all the time. He would reference people who did this or did that, and they'd be in the crowd. Everybody would applaud. Well. But see, he was a hero. Yeah, he was. A, it w- that was different. That wasn't something. Uh, it was tough to politicize that in a, in a sense. I mean, I don't think, a, uh, uh, would a Republican invite Tyree Nichols? It's a great question. I doubt it. Well, that's the thing. It is he's going to bring him up at a time when he's talking about you know whatever. I guess a national bill for police reform or some bullshit. Uh, wait, who t- it just was, Nancy Pelosi was so mad, and that was the time when Trump invited. Is it Rush Limbaugh when he had? Oh Rush yeah, Trump? that's right, Rush Limbaugh. I think he invited some other people too, and they seemed like they were spotlighting people the whole speech. But whatever. Uh, and uh, hopefully Biden can really explain this balloon thing. Um, this balloon thing is just really, honestly, one of the funniest, oh, dumbest things I can remember ever. And I read a great article in Yahoo Finance, which is weird. I wonder if Dan knows this guy, Dan Wetzel. Rick Newman from Yahoo Finance wrote this. And, and I really stopped and laughed a couple times. Um, you probably have a strong opinion about the balloon, the Chinese balloon, the only balloon that matters. The one President Biden allowed to menace America as it drifted across the U.S. skies like a solar-powered, stay-puffed marshmallow man. (laughs) That's a great line. Analysts have drawn many instant lessons from the balloon. Biden is weak on China. Biden is trigger-happy. The Pentagon has gaping balloon vulnerability. China! Balloons could trigger the next world war. There's one other lesson learned from the balloon. America has way too many balloon heads spouting too many uninformed opinions. And I'll I'll add that. And way too soon. (laughs) If you were a serious analyst trying to make sense of a puzzling new threat, you might want to draw conclusions, or you might not want to draw conclusions until you had all the possible information. You might want to know what exactly is on the balloon. You might want to know where it's supposed to go. Was it was an overt arc over the Western Plains of the United States the original plan? Was this a complete screw-up? Was it aiming for parts of North America airspace with radar vulnerabilities? Is someone going to the Chinese gulag over this? The Pentagon will know much more after it examines the debris collected after it was shot down Saturday. The data will help determine if Biden acted shrewdly by letting the balloon drift for days before shooting it down, or he reacted too slowly and it was a huge flub. 
Everyone who says they know what Biden should have done is a poser. Oh, God. That's, that's the best line in the whole thing, because it's absolutely true. Nobody knows. I love poser, too. It's such a great word. Why does everyone... I mean, I people are always going to spout their sure. opinions. There's nothing wrong with that. But why does everyone act as if they know they're right when they're talking about this fucking balloon? Because they don't know. That's a great question. It's obvious these days that social media and a million other sources of information tell everybody everything they need to know to be an expert on anything. <laughs> <laughs> which, now this is me talking, which is entirely zillions of people talking and typing out of their ass, isn't it? Isn't yep. everyone talking out of their ass? Sure. Mm-hmm. And he goes on to talk about... Everyone's an expert except for the experts. And then uh, Rick Newman mentions that it's unfashionable to wait for facts before something else will dominate social media by the time the facts come in. Yet it's still okay to withhold judgment until you actually know something. But nobody does that. So um, I, I feel like there is never... There's never universal agreement on any facts anymore. I know we've talked about this before, but the best example is the three balloons that China wickedly floated our way during the Trump administration. No one saw them. No one reported on them. Where did they come from? And why were they such a secret? And then uh, someone yesterday said, <laughs> I mean, the word is that, uh, yeah, there were three balloons in the Trump administration, but I didn't shoot any of them down. Yeah. And they encroached on our airspace. And then yesterday someone said that they were camouflaged sky color and that yeah, that's why we missed them. They didn't even know, yeah. But if that's the case, then somebody did know. They just didn't tell anybody. Then others were insisting that they were, uh, they were close to U.S. airspace and Trump had his finger on the trigger, but they were never encroached enough for him to have to shoot them down. Then someone said that... Uh, they were wrongly classified as UFOs. And I, I really don't remember anyone screaming about UFOs. Oh. I, I don't remember that. Well, yeah. John Bolton says that it's total fiction. He said that three balloons never came within U.S. airspace. And then CBS this morning said three, the three balloons traversed the U.S. during the Trump administration, but they were not detected until Trump left office. Yeah, whatever that means. How are they, <laughs> what? Th- three balloons... Traversed U.S. airspace, and after Trump left office, oh wow! Look, there's balloons in our airspace. Uh, when Trump was here, like a year ago, what a mess! The fuck does that mean? And then, when uh, Bill Clinton was president, he just watched them fly by because he loves watching balloons. I forgot. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Remember the Hillary? Yeah. Oh yeah. Was at the 2016 when she won the nomination, he was so amazed by all the balloons in the building. Hey, I have a question. This is actually a semi-serious question. You know, we hit the balloon with a missile, right? And so it just... Yeah, boom. why not just I mean, pop it? Why not just hit it with a BB gun so it slowly goes down? Because now that's I was... Only, that's, yeah. I, this morning I was uh, listening to a news report on this, and I read the, the same thing, that they are sending scuba divers to the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean to yeah. get all these little pieces so they can reconstruct it into one to exactly what it originally was. And unless, they, chi- unless China gets to it first. That was a story I saw. What? Why would China get there first? They're not going to get there first. Uh, it will drown them if they do. But but seriously, I mean, wouldn't it be so much easier if they just shot it with a BB gun and it just slowly floated down and caught it, it? Well, that's what I was saying when it was over Montana and they first spotted it. Why not just poke a hole in it and watch it yeah, just I don't think that a pump-action BB okay, gun would be BB able guns. to reach the balloon. All right, a bullet. Sorry to... Uh... You get a chopper nearby it and hit it with some bullets. Just a few bullets. Would it just explode? Is that the point? Have it go down slowly. Why not just add weight to it and bring it down? 
I mean, slowly. It seems like there's a lot of it. I mean, but there, there again, they're, we're all talking out of our ass. I'm just asking, though. Remember that guy, Felix Baumgartner, who jumped really tall from that one balloon? Why not just send him back up on that balloon and have him jump and pull that balloon down? Who's Felix? Fel- remember, you remember that guy that took the hot air balloon up really high to the edge of the atmosphere? Oh. And then yeah. dove off? Yeah. You don't remember to that? We watched death? it live on... No, oh, no, no. He was doing it for Red Bull. It yeah, was there a really he is. Cool Brandon's video. got a picture of him up there. Yeah. So you send that guy up oh, there. Oh, that have, guy. Okay, the guy with him, the parachute. Yeah, and have him bring the balloon down. I'm trying to remember. There, there have been guys who have put a bunch of balloons on a lawn chair and flown, right? Yeah. I mean, that really happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. It was in a movie. Did the, well, I remember the movie, too, but did, did the guy land that did that? I would assume so, yeah. Well, no? What are you laughing what are you at? What are you laughing at? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Of you course can, people you can have... Ca- yeah, people have done it it's to true. attach it to lawn chairs. Yeah, yeah. but you're forgetting in, in the height in which this balloon was at. You're forgetting oh, no, no, that no. the jets can't yeah, even Brandon, reach. If you're a, less a person who's just holding on to a if balloon. you're at five thousand feet you in to a lawn chair with a needle or a BB gun, I was know. being facetious. Are you a expert? I don't. Yeah, I am. You're, you're being a, as big a poser as anybody. You're acting like you really know the truth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know where I heard this, but I heard it was three buses long too. Yeah. Today they said no, it's, it's modified. Yeah. It's fifteen football fields long. Three three buses is way less than fifteen football fields. Way less. I know. What the fuck? I love um, that we're measuring things in buses and football fields. Well, you football know, fields, I understand. I, everybody honestly, else that. I think a football field should be a new form of measurement. Sure. I think this country is so dumb now that right. we should use a football field instead of 100 yards. Because people wait, understand a football you're field. Not including the end zones? <laughs> well, that can be enough, the 120 yards is a full football field with end zones. Okay. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, anyway, I. Oh, it's also 20 stories high now. Yeah, yeah, it's grown. That's really fucking do, huge. To that, to that columnist point, nobody knows. Nobody knows anything. I know. But how am I supposed, I mean, how is anyone supposed to believe anything or know anything when 99.999% of the world just regularly talks out of their ass and thinks nothing of it? My, my only thing with this balloon is why don't we counterattack? When are we sending balloons over China? We already should are, we, probably. Should we just send tons of balloons? Yes, <laughs> I think we should. Why just, not? Like a, just like it looks like one of those balloon fests in the southwest yeah. of the state. Just, Which are cool just, as hell, by I'll the way. Bombard them with balloons and see what they do. So you get pissed off about balloons, but not satellites that are just a little bit higher. No, Brandon, of course. That's the big joke about it. It's, they spy on us all the fucking time with a lot easier ways than sending a stupid balloon. There was a uh, another piece of news today I thought was kind of interesting, which was, and I remember this so well, when... We found out a day after it happened, which was so ridiculous, that Dick Cheney, the vice president of the United States, had shot someone in his hunting party. It's like, what? (laughs) And so then they were trying to explain, well, here's why it took so long, because uh, this was... was like, no, they're trying to hide it. They did not want people to know. And the ranch where it happened, I guess after it wasn't reported, called the local newspaper and ratted him out. Like, yeah, Dick Cheney shot, shot a fucking guy here yesterday. Well, that's stupid for them to hide it because his best defendant was the guy he shot. I know, which is so stupid. This guy, by the way, who died, his name's Harry Whittington. He's 95. He was 78. He when, died today? He yeah. died today. Was he, was he hunting with Cheney again? <laughs> no, he was not. He recovered from being shot by Cheney 17 years ago. But at the time, he apologized to Dick Cheney. Which was yeah. so fucking... What the fuck are you doing? He got in the way of his shot. 
He said he wasn't far enough behind in the hunting group. Yeah, it's his fault, clearly. Of course, all these gun experts came out and said, no, no, no. It doesn't matter where you are. If you're shooting the gun, you have to know there's no human being in your path. And he wasn't even that far away from him. But he, he just was trying to be so... I guess politically helpful because they were friends that he decided he would try to take the blame for being shot. Yeah. Dick Cheney's got a gun. Oh, I forgot about this. Dick Cheney's got a gun. The safety's come undone. <laughs> He's winting in the Texas sun. Our former vice president. Who did put a bullet through? They say when Cheney goes to Texas, you find him hunting fish and cats. <laughs> His body had it coming, cause when Cheney's got a gun, he's just not that good at taking aim. <laughs> Cheney's got a gun. Dick Cheney shot someone. <laughs> Cindy Sheehan better run. Cindy Sheehan. <laughs> watch her liberal buns. Tell him that the war's not through. I've been shot. He'll probably put a hole in you. No, oh, no, what happened? I gave up. What happened? Oh, it's crazy. with us in a second. The crew at Zod Ford and Holly is jonesing to help get you a brand new Ford, all while delivering exceptional deals and a world-class experience. Uh, Lease a new loaded 22 Ford F-150 Super Crew XLT 4x4 as low as $292 for just 24 months. Or lease a new jammed-up 22 Ford Explorer XLT 4-wheel drive as low as $333, also just 24 months. Plus, if you tell our friends at Zod Ford, who your favorite skank is on The Bachelor, they'll kick in 500 bucks worth of accessories. <laughs> you really have to tell them who your favorite skank is yeah. on The Bachelor. <laughs> yeah, why not? Oh, my God, did they have some vocal fry last night. I'll have to find it. It was Hall of Fame vocal fry, I swear to God. Uh, yeah, if you tell them who your favorite skank is on The Bachelor, just tell me about the $500 uh, of accessories at no charge. They'll probably give it to you with your new F-150. Also, Zod Ford is still paying two grand over your appraised value when you lease or buy a new Ford Escape Edge or Explorer, but only if you know the new drone mic password for MrSkin.com. <laughs> Do we know? Did we ever figure that out? We did. Okay, we got Maz in there. Did we? Well. Because I don't know that. I was not here that day. All I know is I kept getting emails yeah. at all hours of the day. Maz kept trying to code. log in over and over and over, and it ended up all going to Mark. But no one told me, so I couldn't give him the co- code. Oh, for Christ's sake. 
I'm sorry. I don't want to give him the code. Zero uh, percent financing on lots of new in-stock vehicles at Zot Ford and the hottest staff, sales staff in Oakland County providing it for you. So go check out their voluptuous inventory and dazzling deals at dealsinthed.com. Nice ride. And then if you're facing a big financial decision, such as buying a new home, new car, or whatever else, it might be important to know how this decision affects your current and future financial goals. Luke Nowacki and his team at NFC Pinnacle Wealth Strategies can help you plan for all your financial goals today and into the future. Call Luke at 248-663-4748 for a consultation. See if your plan aligns with your goals. Sort of come up with a plan. Security Investment Advisory Services offered through Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated, separately owned other entities are own marketing names, products, or services. Reference here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. And how would you like to win a suite at Ford Field for the 2023 football season? Get to Lady Jane's today for an award-winning haircut experience, and you will automatically qualify for your chance to live the sweet life at a Lions game. That's a, boy, I tell you what, that's a hot ticket, a sweet at Ford Field for the Lions. Lady Jane's haircuts for men walk in anytime, seven days a week. It's wicked awesome. And Carl is brought to you by our friends, Hall Financial. Hey, Carl. Hey, what's happening, Drew? Are you still exhausted from DabbleCon? I've had a couple of days to rest since then. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Sounds like quite a lot of fun. It was a blast. We did the uh, the comedy show Friday night, my first time doing stand-up. I hosted the show. And then after that, which, by the way, went great. Everyone killed it. After that, we did um, a karaoke in the main room of the comedy club. Jenny Jingles was hosting that, and it was funny because, like, Bob Levy gets up there and sings a song, and it's hysterical. But then Anthony Cumia is, like, a legit lead singer from a band. <laughs> he sings? Really? He gets up there and sings, and we're in this big room. What does he pretty sing? Crowded. What kind of songs? Billy Joel. He'll do a, a lot of 70s stuff. Really? A lot of 70s and 80s That's stuff. That's great. He gets up and sings, and I shit you guys not. Like Everyone's mingling and just having a good time. All of a sudden, everyone's silent, and they're just staring at the stage as if he's like, that was the point of coming to the show is to watch Anthony sing. <laughs> he, just, he just owns the room. It was great. Wow, I had, no, I had no idea he could sing among his many talents. Isn't that isn't that how they got together with Opie originally? Yeah, Wasn't he so his, yeah. his band Rot Gut was oh, uh, doing parody that. songs on Long Island, and Opie thought he was great, so they had him and his brother, Anthony and his brother in studio to sing some of these songs, and then they had a, a you know good chemistry and they decided to to team up, but not his nice. brother. <laughs> yeah, his brother Joe, Joe was left on the outs. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks for Joe. Uh, yeah. And I guess there were uh, there was a threat of quite a bit of violence at uh, DabbleCon. Apparently, the police and the mayor had to come by and make sure everything's okay. The mayor. Can, can yeah, you mayor. believe that people were sending messages <laughs> to the RPD and the mayor to the point where the RPD came to the club and said, "Hey guys, we're going to have extra patrol people in the area just to make sure everything's under control." But it's shocking to me when you get uh, a bunch of incels together on a subreddit, <laughs> what what they'll do to try to thwart other people's fun. It's, it's really incredible. You don't know the mayor. Uh, has Chad done a show since? Is he? Because I, I assume he's going to somehow oh. attempt to trash it. Chad Zumach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chad's done a, a few shows since then. Somebody was recording all of the stand-up shows from the back of the room. Oh. And uh, they leaked that. So Chad's <gasps> already done a show critiquing what? some of the stand-up. Yeah. Is that on his YouTube? I don't know. I, I don't know where that is. I kind of want to hear it. Why? Yeah. Chad, I'll tell you this. I watched a little bit of it because I was like introducing, I think, Chrissy. 
So he was critiquing me introducing Chrissy, and I'm like, he's just not good at this. He doesn't know what's fun to make fun of or what works or what doesn't work. I was repeating a Stuttering John joke that got a good reaction from the crowd, and Chad's going, oh, Carly's such a hack. I'm like, you don't even understand what's going on right now. <laughs> you know, John tried to fire back, too, at your band and at you, and he had two guys on, and they didn't know anything about you. I mean, it was horrible. It was one of yeah, the... It wasn't even fun to listen to. It was so bad. Yeah, the, the haters have to try harder, I guess. It's funny because the people who didn't come to the show thought it sucked, but everyone who came to the show <laughs> loved time. it. <laughs> everyone had a great time. I talked to so many people at the shows during, after, and I didn't hear any. I even asked people, like, what could we have done better? I really didn't get much from anyone. People came in from Seattle, Vegas, Florida, of course, Michigan, Wisconsin. People were driving in from Wisconsin, uh, California. Uh, so many people came in from all over the place, wow. and I didn't see anyone who was disappointed. That, that's in, funny. Uh, the, the, the people that paid money to go and paid money to, to be at the show had a great time. The ones that got it for free just felt like uh, shitting That just it. is so perfect for yeah, 2023. Yeah. But honestly, you could not listen to it because I heard your podcast from, I think it was Saturday. The laughter was so loud. It sounded like such a, a, a just a boisterous, fun crowd. How you could possibly think it was shitty if you weren't there? It's ridiculous. What else do you have to respond to besides the crowd? Well, also, the Uncle Rico show recorded right before Who Are These Podcasts on that Saturday afternoon. And... They've never done a live show before. They should be doing live shows once a month because that material goes over so well in front of that audience, just playing stuttering John drooling on himself and whatever else he's doing. People react to that. And it, with Bob there and Anthony was up on stage with them and myself and Cardiff, like it was just great. It was just so much fun. Well, the show here, when the crowd saw John's face on the screen, <laughs> yeah. they reacted immediately. And that wasn't even the funny part. The The funny part was the audio. But, man, yeah, it was. I was. Oh, Drew, when we were doing the Dabby Award ceremony. So the Dabbies mm. was Saturday night. And um, what we were doing was different categories and showing video clips, you know, just like you would a normal uh, award show. And there were these things that were happening, like when John would pull up his drink to start drinking, everyone's yelling out, skull, and they're all drinking along with them. Or if John would start going, uh, uh, the entire crowd, uh, uh, it was hysterical. It turned into like a Rocky Horror Picture Show. (laughs) Well, in that case, video adds so much. But uh, anyway, I'm glad it was a big success, and I assume this will be a yearly event. Are you looking at year two? I will definitely do something. I mean, obviously, we have a show coming up in Philadelphia in April. Uh, I'm going to be back in Detroit this summer, I'm hoping. All right. Because, yes, hopefully you guys want to be involved in that again. I know that Drew's already tried to retire a couple of times from public life. You should have rescheduled. You should have checked for rescheduling. Well, I got kind of fired up when we started getting to the Ted Williams show because I thought, God, wouldn't that be fun if we had Ted being the booth announcer at the Who Are These Podcast show? Wouldn't that be perfect? And we know how to get a hold of Ted. So we'll start working on that. Uh, but yeah, we got to talk about dates because uh, I, I didn't know when you were talking about coming back and you didn't answer my text message. <gasps> I know. We got to talk about that. We got to figure that out. <laughs> Are you a little busy lately? I have been, but that's no <laughs> excuse, Drew. We got we to gotta talk. We got to figure out a good date. I want to come probably late summer. I'm thinking it would be a good time. The last time we came was what? Uh, end of September, early October, and it was perfect it was it was the great weather was perfect the crowd was per- everything was great yeah that, so. that was a great time because uh like arts beats and east all that labor day crap is gone a lot of people go up north in the summer 
Although I mm. think you know, if you schedule it far enough, people will buy tickets and they'll just they'll put it on their calendar, and that's right. that. But uh, so anyway, Ted Williams is the subject of today's feature, correct? Yeah, I had to check out because I am very familiar with this guy's uh, career trajectory or, or lack thereof. And I didn't realize until you guys started playing clips that he had this show, the Golden Voice Show, with uh, with Ted Williams. Yeah. And basically what this is, you guys have been playing clips and explaining this, but he literally, so he looks like he's like on David Letterman's set or something. Yeah, you know, it looks great. Behind him, it looks great. And in, instead of like having a monitor there or like looking up and going, all right, now check out this meme that they we, I found or check out this video clip I found. <laughs> he literally looks down at his phone. He's like scrolling through his social media feed. He's like, oh, wow, look at this. That's look at this. awesome. That's great. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's missing a couple things. I, I don't want him to have more production. Awesome. I want him to have less the, production. It is part of the charm. And he does mention that, you know, hey, down the road, we're going to be getting Will Smith and people like that, which is he is not going to get anybody like that in his show. Oh, but yeah, it's sure. it's fun to kind of play along. So I want to start off with uh, my track number one. So basically, you know, I do a new show called Who Are These Socials, where Blind Mike and I go through different social media posts and accounts and stuff like that. That's basically what this show is. He just looks yeah. at social media and, much. you know, makes fun of it or laughs along with it or whatever he's doing. <laughs> My son, bless his heart, he used to what the kids call sag. He used to sag a lot, right? This is a this is a good one. Here's what it says to a guy he's standing next to, and the little boy looks up to him and he said, I learned how to pull mine up when I was two. <laughs> that little boy trying to school new school. He said, I learned how to pull my pants up when I was two. What's your excuse? <laughs> That's a good one. Is it? So, so funny he had to read it twice, Mark. I know. The you laugh, it. Isn't the laugh kind of like a, a, a rim shot? Yeah. I mean, that laugh is hilarious. Yeah, it's very off to laugh at it. There is not a single genuine laugh in the entire episode. Everything is fake and forced. You don't think this is and, real? <laughs> and Drew, just for you, I put together a supercut. So my right. track number 13, this is all the laughter in this one 20-minute episode. Oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> That's a good one. I love it when he's drumming on the desk too while he's laughing. <laughs> Yeah. He's having such a great time. Great. Yeah. He's so high. He's high as fuck. He's so fucking high. He's so I'm high. You're right. Yeah. I know. No, I hate to say it too. So I think my favorite segment on the show was when he started pulling up photos of little Kim and explaining how ugly she is. Because All right. So my track number six is where this is going to start. And all I was thinking was I would co-host a show with this guy. This is great content. Well, plus he's good uh, laugh, laughing for you. Yeah. Yeah. Laugh, laugh support. Yeah. Have you seen what in the hell little Kim did to her face? I mean, people are reconstructing themselves. But little Kim, she looked like a damn mannequin. Who in the hell told her she's fine is what I want to know. Lil' Kim, you look good, girl. You lying to that woman. You have to be. <laughs> she looked like a damn Madigan. He would totally fuck her, too, by the way. Oh, yes. In a heartbeat, Ted would be all over her. 
No, he oh. liked her better before she changed her skin color is what he was saying. I just like how uh, Odyssey is on this show. He says some crazy shit. Yeah, there's some and, uh, pretty yeah, politically I mean, incorrect stuff, too. Oh, for yeah, sure. for yeah. sure. Yeah. I, I, so I listened to this and a uh, quick foreshadowing. I also checked out The Golden Hour. So we got The Golden Voice and The Golden Hour. Wait, what's the difference? We'll, yeah, what's the, yeah. We'll, we'll get to some clips of that. Now, The Golden Hour is a show hosted by Chris D'Elia, Brendan Schaub, and Eric Griffin. Oh, The Golden Three, Hour comedians who don't say anything interesting <laughs> not even one thing remotely controversial or interesting meanwhile you got ted williams i'm going whoa, whoa. youtube's letting this go all right cool. when, we were, when we were just speculating of the fact that he's high and i was thinking about it because when he was sober all he talked about was god and helping people oh yeah it was no, boring. I <laughs> he's ripping the shit out of people it was now boring yeah i like edgy right. ted williams wait so carl why do you suppose Ted is getting away with all this stuff because everyone likes Ted, so yeah. he doesn't have any enemies, so nobody, nobody reports him. And nobody watches it. Wow, it's going to get crazier. No. It's, it's, it's going to get crazier, but let me just finish up this segment. So so track number seven is, is where he is talking about these different procedures that women are getting, and he slips up here, which is fun, because this show um, is highly edited, so there's no reason for there to be slip-ups like this. Um, uh, women get pedicures, manicures. They get titty, I mean, excuse me, boob lifts. That <laughs> <laughs> was, was a clip of the day a couple days ago. Yeah. Oh, I, I like so those great. those new titties again. I mean, you know, breast <laughs> augmentation is what I meant to say. <laughs> titties. What's wrong with titties, Ted? Yeah. Come on. So this is uh, my track number eight. Again, this is where I just want to co-host a show with him and just call out women who look terrible. <laughs> <laughs> this woman who, again, told her she looked good. That's horrible. Lord have mercy. A bird can lay an egg in here. <laughs> I, I got There's some production value. The way he does it, though, is brilliant because he's actually got sympathy for how ugly this person is. <laughs> right? He felt yeah, bad no, for her. Yeah, why did anybody tell her she looks yeah, good? They should have told her how bad she looked. Yeah. That's True. the way to do it. That's what he, cares, he cares about the people. But it is interesting, though, that, that YouTube is not coming down on him for any of this stuff? I mean, that is about not having enemies, isn't it? Well, okay. What happens next here? This show is a lot about the vaccines and the pandemic oh. and all of the stuff you're not allowed to talk about. I didn't even think of that. The terms of service on YouTube. Why is he getting away with it, though? Because no one watches it. Well, but he gets the, I he don't know. There's tens of thousands of views on this. Yeah, he has 500, and, and YouTube flags everything. He has 556,000 views on one episode. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, YouTube it's, featured it, actually. People are getting messages about it. They have bots that, that just look for these keywords and flag yeah. stuff. So it's not like they're going, oh, we'll let this misinformation go. Not enough people are paying attention. <laughs> That's not YouTube's model at all. Okay. I promise you. But now, as you know, Ted Williams was a homeless man for yeah. quite some time. And he loves talking about homeless people. And I thought for sure that he would have some empathy but it doesn't really seem like it. But anyway, so he, he's obsessed with homeless people. He's going to go through a meme that he saw on social media in my track number two. And it's basically calling the vaccines BS. And this is where I'm like, wow, okay. This is a real good one. These are homeless people now. In these homeless community camps that they got all throughout the city. They don't wear no masks. No isolation from people, no vaccine, no distancing, no quarantined, and no health care. Just living their lives as normal and no dead homeless people. 
None of them dead. They sit around and kiss each other, breathe all around each other. <laughs> None of them dead. They every day, them homeless people checking in them camps. They don't wear no mask, no quarantine, no nothing. Ain't got no vaccine or nothing. That's right. And they still living every day and been around since the pandemic started almost two years ago. Have you seen Ted, me? Ted, <laughs> Ted, 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 Ted. Preach, brother. Have you guys seen many homeless people making out? No. I think <laughs> something I've seen a lot of. No, they go right to anal sex usually, the homeless. Oh. <laughs> Not a lot of romance involved. I like that he says, you know, and by the way, a lot of what he's saying is I kind of agree with, but I, I like that he's, he's going here. Yeah, not a single homeless person has died during the pandemic. I'm like, are you sure? Well, about that? Say, yeah. Homeless people <laughs> never frequently. Homeless people never die. <laughs> sounds like he's <laughs> longing for his homeless days. <laughs> their life expectancy stayed absolutely flat since the yeah. pandemic. I didn't know I mean, that. Their population is growing. Don't get me wrong. But that doesn't mean that no one's dying. <laughs> no, we, how that works at all. be funny, not funny is, uh, well, we're not on YouTube, but if we were on YouTube, we'd probably get flagged playing him back. Yes. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> He's like magic. All right. So then he reads an article from Fox News, uh, my track number three, that he explains that this is not propaganda, guys. I read, and this is no um, what they call propaganda. This is none of that. Here's another one. This will give you an example of what I'm, where I'm going with this. This one says, 11 dangerous pathogens, okay, on the masks. These are things that are in the mask that you're wearing every day, okay? These are pathogens, 11 dangerous pathogens. Streptococcus. <laughs> it comes with streptococcus? <laughs> so then he starts reading through the pathogens, <laughs> and he gives up quickly because they're very long words that are hard to pronounce. <laughs> so what's... What's great is that that whole thing is like, guys, this is a real article. This is real information I'm giving you. This is not propaganda. And then fast forward and later on in the episode, my track number 11, he decides to do a dramatization. It even says on the screen, dramatization. And basically he's acting out a conspiracy between Big Pharma and the government to get people to take the vaccines. <laughs> Boost the numbers today. We're kind of low. Only 50% of Ohioans are taking the, uh, yeah. Just tell them 150,000 have just been infected in the last week. That's all you got to do. Okay. Clever. We'll call you back on some more numbers here. Let me uh, call the CDC and see if they up theirs. Yeah, the FDA. Oh, you already talked to them? Oh, their numbers? Oh, okay, good. So Let's get recording? the state done and then we can all get paid. Believe me, that's probably some of the conversation. <laughs> what? He didn't know we were recording. He didn't know that was being recorded, I'm sure. What a mess. That's what it sounded like. Just one side <laughs> of the conversation. Total mess. It's Alex Jones. I, there's really no difference between Alex Jones and, and Ted Williams at this point. Wait, I, for some reason, I never imagined there was a right-wing homeless constituency. <laughs> Isn't that silly of me? Of course there is. Well, he said he spends his whole time just scrolling through social media. Yeah. <laughs> well, he could scroll right. other stuff. He can scroll both sides. Nah, he doesn't want but he to. He seems to lean a certain way. Well, he is religious, and he, he does have a little God thing at the very end. The show ends, and there's like, I don't know, 30 seconds of nothing, and then he comes back, and he's just like, all right, and everybody pray to God and love people. He's got an, he, just, he has an outro for every show. Isn't it the same outro? 
Oh, maybe. I don't yeah, know. I, think I, he I does. watched this, uh, the most recent episode. Unless here. he forgets it. Does, which he, could does happen. he have commerce? Does he sell? Because you said Alex Jones. Does he sell like DNA booster or Ted Williams bone broth? I haven't seen I it. Didn't, I didn't see anything. Yeah, this, this I didn't show, see any advertising or merch or anything like that. So far, it appears to be only costs and no revenue, <laughs> from what I can tell. <laughs> well, they, they saved money on the jingle, thank God. I, I still don't know what they're singing. I know no you were debating does. it yesterday. No one I still have knows. no idea. Uh, someone said, uh, your voice is golden. Or, your voice is so deep. Your voice is so Can deep. Is that possible? That's right. I still hear a T sound in that last one. One more time. That's right. That's right. Whatever you said. (laughs) No idea what he said. I think it's so smooth. I I don't fuck if I know. He doesn't even know. Smoot? Your your voice is Fred Smoot, the former defensive back? Makes no sense. Hey, can you ladies uh, sing that line again? I think you got it wrong. Oh, we don't have that in the budget? All right, no, it's good. We got it. That's fine. Perfect. Thanks. Everything's probably donated. That's right. Because it's yeah. homeless Ted Williams. So they probably got some agency to donate some time. Maybe it was AI that generated that thing. Who knows? <laughs> All right, so as you guys played on the show yesterday, and, and I, I apologize, I was listening to your show, and I already clipped this, and it kind of leads into a few other things he's talking about, so... We're going to play it again. He's very concerned about fecal matter. (laughs) Fecal matter. Now, I had something special lined up, and I'll talk about it maybe in a future episode. But uh, fecal matter. And you know what I said before in my last episode? Not washing your damn hands. That's probably the only thing that we're all guilty of. Not washing our hands. It's simple. Wiping your butt and not washing your hands. Please, make it a habit to do that. I do, and uh, for a long time, maybe, you know, it's not in your, um, you know, in your uh, (laughs) everyday habits. You know, sometimes we escape that. All right, guys, (laughs) can we do a Twitter poll? Does anyone forget to wipe, wash their hands after wiping their ass because it falls out of their habits? (laughs) Well, maybe if you're homeless, make it out with people. fresh out of the homeless community, so maybe it seems new to him. If there's one thing I know about Ted Williams, he's very hygienic. Like, I'm not sh- well, listen, we all have cheat days. Don't get me wrong. There are days where I'm like, I'm just going to eat Pringles. I don't give a shit. But I've never once had a cheat day. No. But like, and you know what else? No, I'm not no. even going to wash my hands nah. after I shit. Nah. <laughs> one's got time for that. Well, he had also connected it. He was talking about polio and he went into the, the washing your, your, your hands after wiping your ass. Yeah. I, he, I never understood what the connection was. Was there any connection? I, I looked it up. get polio or used up. to? I looked it up apparently. It can be transmitted through fecal matter. Polio? Polio could. Really? Yeah, Yeah, because of the virus, yeah. Wow. Yeah, but he's talking about COVID. The context of this is all COVID. Doesn't matter. It's just airborne. You think he cares cares about context? Well, we've checked one fact so far, and he's one for one. Fecal matter. (laughs) So then I'm going to check that homeless people making out fact next. So then, Mark, there's a lot of talk about the vaccines not working and fully vaccinated people both getting and spreading COVID. And that whole rant that he goes on ends with my track number five here. They're fully vaccinated and they're still uh, spreading it. I'll tell you what, the only thing I'm worried about is not somebody not wearing a mask or distancing themselves or all of that as much as I'm fearful of somebody not washing their damn hands. <laughs> now, we're going to leave a little bit. <laughs> it's a 
That's, it. That's all he cares about. He's a germaphobe. Why was the jingle there, by the way? A transition. Okay. <laughs> I know. They just throw him in everywhere. Yeah, yeah you're right. He is a germaphobe, a germaphobe, which is an odd thing for a homeless guy, I would <laughs> think. He talks about how when he goes to someone's house, he immediately goes to the bathroom and washes his hands. He goes, I wash my hands 20 times a day. That's all I'm doing over here is watching. It's like, what are you up to that you need to do that? So well, maybe he's just going a complete 180 because when you see him when he first is talking to that guy with the camera when he was homeless, yeah. I don't think he's washing his hands then. He really looks no. dirty. You don't think he so? doesn't look well. Back then he was preaching you got to wipe your hands on your jeans 20 times a day. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so then he does this bidet, and there's this, this company called Clear Rear Bidets. <laughs> And I'm thinking, like, oh, this guy's going to love bidets because he's all anti-wiping your ass because no one's washing their hands. <laughs> so my track number nine, I thought for sure he'd be all for it. The only thing about this that might discourage me is having a blast of water up my ass, okay? <laughs> Just sitting there, you know, you know how you do. Yeah. Oh, that kind of blow you off the toilet. Shit go everywhere. That's the only <laughs> dislike I have about this idea. Clear rear. Does he not know how a bidet works? I don't think so. <laughs> Have you guys ever heard of that? Someone getting blasted off the toilet? No. Shit goes everywhere no. because of the bidet. It's never happened. I feel like he's watching a cartoon again. Unless, <laughs> shut up. Unless you hit the bidet while you literally, the shit was coming out. Oh, dear. <laughs> and you, had the, you took the governor off the bidet. No, I like the idea of well, Wiley Coyote buying Acme bidets. By the way, it's the button. Just, oh, shit. Does he think a bidet is a surprise, too? Like, it just, you don't know when it's going to go off while you're using a toilet? or It's not well, like it blasts out of a faucet, no, either. No, it doesn't just magically happen. You have to turn it on. Well, then, this is great, because my track number 10, he thinks that the water pressure is actually going to go into your butt <laughs> and give you an enema. <laughs> the pressure saying, who in the hell would have this on high? You know what I mean? Pressure setting. First, let's get to the word pressure. That throws something up in you, almost like an enema. <laughs> Remember back in the day when you got stopped up, you either took some phenomint, X-lax, or something, but now this is telling, or an enema. What? He knows way too much about enemas. Phenomint? What's phenomint? I have no idea. Should we fact check him again? I, I, I don't think there's... Checking Ted Williams. I don't think there's any editors working on the show. <laughs> oh, my God. It's another cost they can't pick up. Oh, man. Seriously, phenomint? Well, what's the kind of, I'm looking it up. Phenomen? Is that something that existed in the 80s, maybe, that he... Maybe he's gone mentally from when he was first homeless to almost now when he's not homeless. Like, time just stopped for that period. <laughs> so it's like, if, does he say Fina Mint? Because apparently that's an organic compound that's used as a laxative. Fina oh, Mint. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, two for two. Two fact checks and two, two for Ted. <laughs> Guys, I got to say, I have one of those nozzles in the shower I can pull off the wall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And... As, as hard as I try, I've never given myself an enema <laughs> in the shower. <laughs> I spread, I spread, it just just doesn't happen. I don't know why. Yeah, oh, Teddy. It would so have I to have go. one more clip from this show, and um, the other thing that Ted Williams does, he tries to like come up with jokes, like almost like a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. He's got like these rants. That he does, and I cannot relate to this. He, he did. He did do stand up, didn't he, Drew? Didn't he do stand up for a while? I don't know. I don't think so. But I, I maybe tried it. I think he tried it. Yeah, 
Yeah, he does exaggerate. A, he has a habit of exaggerating things. I don't what? think that story about playing the same song for hours so? and, and losing his job and then people picketing the radio station. I just don't believe that story. <laughs> I'd like to yeah. fact check that if I could. We should look up the program director. He names him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? No, I'm sorry, Carl. What number? I didn't mean to. So this is this is my track number twelve. Oh, Tell okay. me if you guys can relate to this story at all. <laughs> you know what I hate? I hate standing in line at a grocery store. And watching someone buy a pack of gum with their damn credit card. I hate that shit. I mean, they're going through the whole kiosk. They're waiting for this frame, uh, uh, screen to pull up and this, that, and all. all for, I'll buy the damn gum. That's what I feel like saying. <laughs> he's this still, is in 1985. He's still in the 80s. Yeah. He doesn't think, yeah, such he thinks old, everyone uses cash. And it's such an old like kind of bit or joke. Trope. Not to mention... It's pretty easy to use a credit card nowadays and fast. Yeah, it's faster. Faster than a credit card. It is faster. (laughs) (laughs) I got Apple Pay, and it's immediate. You just get out of there. And no one's at the grocery store buying a pack of gum. gum. (laughs) (laughs) I've never been behind a guy doing that before. Maybe he's using material that he used in the 80s that he started to flesh out, and he just went back to his notes. Workshopping it, yeah. And what's the deal with acid-washed jeans, guys? (laughs) Am I right? What's that all about? Yeah, these eight tracks. Where do you get them fixed? Jeez, you hate it when you're on the phone and you try to walk away, but the cord's not long enough. <laughs> oh. uh, so that's the last of your uh, Ted Williams clips. Yeah, this episode was fascinating to me. I I didn't pull all the clips of him talking about the vaccines and COVID and the pandemic because even I'm just like, Jesus Christ, this guy is way out there. And that's coming from me. I'm shocked. I'm trying to understand how that's possible because everyone gets flagged. YouTube is a, is a nightmare for that topic. How is he doing that? Wait, is he magic? I don't know. I don't know (laughs) what what is up with that. Um, were those, no, no. Yeah. I don't know. There's no explanation because those shows aren't that old. No, it's not that old at all. They just came out a couple months ago. Yeah, I, although I think is he faded? Because I does he have a recent show? Maybe he's out of season, and maybe he'll be coming back for a spring season. Oh, I see. Perhaps. Um, I did notice that the Roth Report, the David Lee Roth podcast, is back. What? Yes. Awesome. And uh, people are very his fans are very enthusiastic about it. It doesn't get viewed much though. But yeah, new material. Oh, I'm go. excited about that. The last time Dooley Roth had a podcast, it was to promote the show he was doing in Vegas that was the biggest disaster of any show ever in Vegas. So I wonder what he's promoting now. Wait, was that the show that never happened? No, it did. And people got audio of it, and he didn't hit a note. Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah. Because remember, he we was going to do a show with Alex Van Halen, and then they said, ah, oh, now we got to delay him for something, and they never did him, did they? Yeah, they never did, and I think it was because of that Vegas residency where he's supposed to get up there and sing Running with the Devil every night in Panama, and he could not even get close. It was so embarrassing. Well, the Roth Report is is much healthier. Uh, I think he can can hit the notes for the Roth Report. It sounds just like the old podcast to me. Have you listened to it? Just a little bit. Lots of detail, lots of tangents that go on and on and on, and lots of subjects that, frankly... I don't. His interests just don't come anywhere close to mine personally, but the fact that it's David Lee Roth and he's so confident—that's what's so cool about it. Kind of like Ted Williams in that respect. The Roth yeah. Show is that what it's called? Yeah, the Roth yeah. Show. The Roth Show or the Roth Report? He thinks he's killing it all the time, but he honestly, is. for a superstar rock star, it doesn't get much listens in the way it listens. It really doesn't. I, 
One of the things I love about David Lee Roth, I think you just alluded to this, Drew, is he'll tell a story about a time when he was 14 years old with every single detail included. I can't remember <laughs> anything that happened when I was 14. Yeah! He <laughs> this guy either. knows who was there, their first and last names. He remembers the color shirt they were wearing. It's like, yes! why are you even telling us this? Yeah, no, he, and oh my God, his hikes and his travels, and it's just, I've just, it's sh- it should be, I feel like he makes it boring somehow. Like, it should be interesting, but oh, it's yeah. not. It's not it's not entertaining at all. <laughs> no. I'll tell you yeah. all about it. But it's kind of fun to clip, and I'm sure you'll you'll find an episode in there for you. Uh, well, only speaking Dennis of not entertaining, I got to <laughs> talk to you about the Golden Hour because Drew and I have been oh, chatting about this show. So this is the one that Theo Vaughn used to be on, and then he's distanced himself. So now they've rebranded, and you have two guys who probably should be hiding for a while, <laughs> Chris D'Elia and Brendan Schaub. And then Eric Griffin, who is just a nothing oh. of a co-host. Oh, my God. Just a waste of time to have him co-hosting a show. The only thing I've known that guy from is Workaholics. I didn't know he right. was a stand-up comedian. Oh, he's not funny. He's just not funny. I, I feel like they're going to just throw him off the show. But they, what you said is true. Theo Vaughn, I don't think he distanced himself. I think he just said, I'm out of here. This is a this is a fucking abortion because Brennan Schaub has become one of the biggest targets I've noticed of other shows to make fun of. He's so bad. I cannot believe he's still doing this. But when Theo Vaughn was on, they would get seven, eight, nine hundred thousand listens. Now on YouTube, I know they're lucky to get one fifty. And I feel I I just keep looking because I'm like, how long can it take a bad show to finally lose all of its audience? Because they've lost about they've lost about seventy percent of it. Yeah, this latest episode that I, I checked out today has 105,000 views. It was posted four days ago. So f- if I had done that, I'd still be crowing about it. But for these guys, they're heading mm-hmm. in the wrong direction for sure. And honestly, Drew, I think their strategy is to make it almost impossible for people like me to pull clips of their show. They bring zero energy. They don't really do <laughs> or say anything. No, they don't. It goes on for an hour and 20 minutes. Uh, track 14 sums up the show for me. They're all laughing hysterically, and no one even completes a sentence. Oh, boy. Oh, man. I you're got in. a piece. I and got a piece. In. Next thing you know, you buy puzzle it. merch. I'm, 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 I'm puzzle neck four. A bu- you know, it's just... <laughs> you just... You know, put, <laughs> Bro, you and it's, you know what I mean? And it's just, the big one, dude. The big one. <laughs> <laughs> Connect eight. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Wow! Oh my god! No, it is. Brennan Schaub is so dumb on that show too. You were you and Mike playing clips from it? You and Blind Mike? And, oh, well, I, no, I, I don't think we were. Maybe he was say, on my show and we did, yeah. Okay, ma- yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe he was, was on MTP, yeah. Hooli's podcast, but he was talking right. about somebody was saying, yeah, this neighbor leaves the garbage out. Yes, and, and he was asking, yes. well, how many hours does he leave it out for? And, <laughs> you know, like like he put it out and then he took it back inside or something. I mean, he's just stupid. Yeah. He just sounds like an idiot sometimes. I can't and, believe he and, does stand up and draws a crowd. Well, and Chris D'Elia looks at him like, dude, what are you doing? And that, that's the only funny aspect, as you can tell, that Chris is kind of at his wit's end with Brendan's job and his stupidity. Because he's just like, dude, what's, why are you opening your mouth? And there's a lot of times when Brendan's job's trying to work in like jokes or whatever he's trying to do, and they just ignore him. And, and Eric <laughs> and Chris just have a conversation without him. He also has really bad mic technique. I wanted to pull Chris, but it's tough because you guys do a good job with the audio, where he's just way back from his mic and just having like a normal conversation. I'm like, oh, dude, God. is he not wearing headphones? 
No, they're not wearing headphones. Clu- he's just clueless, honestly. And there's people in the booth. They're sitting across from these engineers and producers, and no one's, like, telling him or changing the levels. or mo- Like, it just sounds like shit. It's, it's shocking to me. You know, I didn't understand where this came from, where it emanated from. And I think, Carl, you explained to me that, oh, he's friends with Joe Rogan. So he went on the Joe Rogan show, and that's where he built an audience. And honestly, my first response was, I don't know if I can respect Joe Rogan anymore. <laughs> That's true. There is an is amazing deep fake video. You guys have to watch it if you haven't, where they recreate when Mini-Me is introduced to Dr. Evil, but they make Dr. Evil Joe Rogan and Mini-Me <laughs> Brendan Schaub, and the technology is unbelievable. And there's wow. some other cameos in there, too. It's definitely worth checking out when you get a chance. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so right after that conversation or quote unquote that Whatever. we just played yeah. <laughs> Matt Rife is brought up and they talk about how Matt Rife was dating Kate Beckinsale when he was very young and what you're going to hear here is Chris D'Elia doesn't want to talk about relationships between adults oh, and teenagers No, he's not comfortable with that no. being uh, one of the topics of conversation bro you bring uh, in Matt Rife in this room and you put him between us we all look like shit Oh, uh, Tronny shit compared to that kid. Yeah. Was he dating Kate Beckinsale yep. for a second? Yeah, he's, yeah. He was like 13. I know. She was fucking. Let's cancel her. All right, dude. Wait, no. what? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be an interesting Oops. topic. Nice awareness. Yeah. Well, nice still in the room. Yeah. <laughs> Way to read the room. Jeez. Oh. Ixnay wow. on the underage Xay, please. I would think that would be edited out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They do, so no, they do no post-production. Why bother? They got three guys sitting in a room across from them. What do well, they do? Well, like Carl Actually, just said, though, they don't bother fixing the mic audio. Why, why bother editing anything? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Mark, their post-production is actually quite interesting now that I think about it, because you're right. They don't edit things out like that they should. They don't fix the levels on anything like they should. But they do pull up, like, Photoshopped images of things they're describing that they obviously do in post because they don't know they're going to say it to, like, make it funnier. Uh So they're putting a lot of work. There's people on staff putting the work in. They're just not doing the right things, obviously. Is it it mainly a YouTube show, or is it also a podcast? I mean... Yeah, it, it is, is a also podcast. A podcast. So yeah, fix it the does, audio first. <laughs> it, it does pretty well. I mean, it, it used to do better. It's drifting the wrong way. Uh, well, um, like you guys pretty said, fast. Yeah, yeah th- I think Theo Vaughn. I don't know much about Theo Vaughn, but it seems that he was a very key part of their success, from what I can tell. Yeah, for sure. Especially as Brendan Schaub's reputation has gone down and down. The, Brendan Schaub's second stand-up special, his first one was terrible, and people made fun of it. But his second one was so bad that he cannot recover from it. Was that on, Net- are, on Netflix? Uh, Showtime, I think. Gringo Poppy. How the fuck did he get a stand-up special? He's he terrible. What? what? That's, why, that's why people hate him. He's so <laughs> bad. It's amazing. Rogan. Yeah, that's the Rogan factor for it. Uh, yeah. I'm, seriously, my respect for Joe Rogan is just dying. It has a 1.1 1. 1 on IMDb out of, <laughs> out of a possible 10. Does Joe Rogan still have him on his show? I haven't seen him on there in a while. Okay. Brandon, can you see if you can find a trailer for it? I just wouldn't mind hearing a minute or two. While you're looking for that, uh, my track number 19. So, Brendan is talking about his son, Tiger, who's now six Wait, years what? old. Yeah, his son's named Tiger. For real? Yeah, for real. That poor kid. How dumb. I know. It's it's not just a college mascot anymore. He's going to change his name to Eldrick. (laughs) Tiger! (laughs) So um, so he's talking about his son, and then Chris D'Elia actually throws in a a good line here. They don't dwell on it. Um, And then Brendan, because of that line, 
tries to do something similar that doesn't work at all. So <laughs> what, what you're going to hear here is Chris D'Elia says he hopes his son, because his son's two, he hopes his son doesn't grow up and then Google his dad's name. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. It's a little bit of what's going on. Yeah, right it's now. good. Okay. But Chris, wait till he gets older. Like, Tiger's yeah. six now. Yeah. He'll be like, Dad, what's religion? Dad, right, what's right, right. Jewish? You're right, like, God, right. Dude, thank God for Google. I know, I know, I know, I know. I really hope my son doesn't Google me. But yeah, it's just. <laughs> no, I know. But but it's, it's, it's. No, I know. It's and crazy. After though. he says, hey, I got a general question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow. My son said, Dad, I'm going to start a Reddit account. What do you think of that? I'm like, please don't, but please yeah. don't. Oh, boy. Reddit? What? <laughs> so oh, Brendan Schaub has subreddits devoted to goofing on him yeah. and ruining his life. A lot of the internet does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so that's why he's just like, oh, my kid wants to start a Reddit account. And I think all of them, especially Chris D'Elia, is just like, all right, let's not bring that up. Can we not promote Reddit, please? That's probably him. Good idea not to bring that up at all. You know, I wonder how it is that certain people, when they attain success, quote unquote success, like Brendan Schaub and Stuttering John, get pounded on and people are determined to, that's not real, that's not true, we're going to fix history here, and another one's just go on their entitled way. I wonder how they get away with it. I guess that's Chad Zumach's whole thing where he thinks that there's like this narrative that people are setting about him that's not, <laughs> it's not real and he keeps trying to fight the narrative and it's just like, dude, just fucking do you. Just be fun and funny and don't worry about us so much. Jesus Christ. Oh boy, yeah, he is. What a mess. I mean, but calling the police and the mayor's office? <laughs> wow. What a energy spent. What a desperate it. person. Jesus Christ, yeah. It's fucked up. It is up. fucked up. Um, He's not a good person. So the format of this show, <laughs> the format of this show is that people make videos of themselves and send them in and ask them questions, okay. and they respond to that. And these questions are so boring <laughs> because it, I'm not surprised. Like the, the hosts are boring, the audience is boring, everything about this is boring. My track number sixteen is is one of the questions from a listener, and listen how excited Crystalia is about this question. But I got a quick question. Um, What's like the longest, like say you're at a light, what's the longest amount of time to question. wait before you just lay on what the board great, before oh, somebody two seconds. goes? Question. Like if you're behind somebody, two seconds. you know, and, and it's green and they don't go, what's the, you know, do you give them two <laughs> seconds? Do you give them four? You know, four seconds? Are you none? kidding me? You can tell they're on their phone. It this it just happened to me and I'm curious. <laughs> Can they can they edit the fucking <laughs> they can, question? They can control yes. which questions they use. What the fuck? Well, not only that, they clearly knew what the question was. The guy just repeated it thirty times. Yeah. Yes. It, Jesus. That's so lazy. What a yeah, stupid I, question, too. I, I know for people who uh, maybe edit like the boner line and things like that, <laughs> you know that people can just go on and on. Yeah. You have one point to make. You made it. Yeah. We're good. Let's yeah. all move on now. Jesus. Wow, but it's such insane. a dumb question anyway. Why would you even include it in the episode? They, have, they don't have a better question than that. Then I'd eliminate the feature. Stupid question. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So then that turns into a conversation about if the red light is too long, will you run the red light after a certain amount of time? Oh, and that turns into a conversation that we can all relate to my track number 17 here. How long would you wait at a red light that isn't changing? Oh, right. Oh, I run them That's all another the one. time. No, 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 you wait till one cycle. Yeah. I just did this. I did it too. I just yeah, did I was it. Just it was thing. unbelievable, dude. Yeah, and it was just like, well, here's how I knew. It was like, you know what light's terrible? 
It's that one on the one going to uh, the Laugh Factory on you. Let's say you're on Sunset well, and you're making one. a left onto that street. Yeah. So the Laugh Factory is here. Yeah. And you're and you're and you're making a that. Oh, uh, a Laurel. Laurel. You have to oh, pass yeah, yeah, all yeah. those. Lines. No, 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 no. It's because it's it's a it's a you have to turn left on yeah, the yeah, green yeah, yeah, yeah. arrow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, Laurel and Ventura is that way too. That's the one I just ran. Californians. <laughs> that is very Californian. I wish I could care so little about content. Jeez. It was what my is it so about easy. people in LA that they all think that the rest of the country cares about their fucking traffic? Mm-hmm. We don't. We don't. When I was in LA, I cared about it. It sucked balls. I don't want to hear you guys talk about who, it. Your problem. Who, who, who was that right off the bat that goes, I run them all the time? It's like, what? Huh? I that was part of the job. Yeah. Yeah, he's trying to be funny. <laughs> fucking idiot. Wow, you know, is this not the phenomenon where people, when it became a thing to podcast, they were one of the first to get there, and people are like, this is fascinating, guys just talking about any fucking thing. I mean, it's just totally, you know, rad. It's it's not like a bunch of benchmarks, like cheesy radio shows, and then after a while, it gets to the point where, well, you really want people preparing shows in order to make them work, and so they're, are they like the old guard that still is just winging it, and it's... well. I'll tell you how people look at this from a podcasting standpoint. This is known as a West Coast podcast, a West Coast comedy podcast. It's safe. It doesn't take any chances. It doesn't talk shit about anyone. So the West Coast, I guess that's what people like. They don't want any controversy. They don't want it to be all that funny or interesting. They don't want anyone's feelings to get hurt. And that's what it is. Are you going to start a beef? The East Coast we- uh, podcast against the West Coast. I'm trying. <laughs> they won't fight back. It's just go shoot someone. Does, does Vegas. Brent, does Brennan fight back against anyone? Because there are uh, well, a lot he of actually podcasts. Has, like, legit lawsuits. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Oh, yeah, he, he's he's gone the legal route with this oh. stuff. He doesn't have a good way of dealing with it outside of that because he's not a funny guy. And that's just funny when you ask me, like, am I trying to start a beef? Like, on the East Coast, you've talked about this, Drew. Yeah. Because we just did uh, DabbleCon, and we got Bob Levy, who works with Kevin Brennan, who just had a falling out with Anthony Cumia, who was also there. And then, of course, Chad Zumach works with Shuli and Bob, and he's pe- So it's like all these different people, like all the East Coast guys are all beefing with each other. Awkward. We should be going after the West Coasters. That's what it, we should be doing. It, it generates so much material, too. And it's, it you know, when guys are good at fucking with each other, it gets pretty funny. I mean, then some people get butt hurt, some people know how to handle it, and they just, they just go yeah. along with the programs, are fighting back. But yeah, I, I never thought of that as a. I just thought of it as a bad podcast. Actually, that show, fucking horrible. I just can't wait to see them getting five thousand YouTube views because they have no business making money. How many podcasts? Bad. How many podcasts does Delia get? How many does he do? Is I, just the two. You know, this one and the, the one he does by himself. His own has done pretty well. Generally, he's yeah. recovered a lot of what he lost when he got canceled, quote unquote. Yeah. But I don't. Does he have another one, Carl? That's a good question. I know that he's done a bunch in the past, but I don't know what he's up to uh, these days. That's hard to do one by yourself. And I mean, I'm, yeah, he's he's okay. It's not that good. I don't it's think he's okay. that funny. But he's, he's not terrible. He's not, he's not. You think he's terrible doing it by himself? That's tough. oh yeah, it's not that oh, good. It's, it's, it's I mean, you've un- listened to him more than I have. I don't think it's very good, honestly. I, I think well, it's going to fade. He just seemed I'll annoyed a, in those it, clips with the other two guys, and I'm like, well, what if they got rid of one of them? He's the best guy on that show, yeah. but well, there's no, the much. other two guys are bad. I don't know why he's there. It, it's got to be for the money. I, yeah, I can't probably. imagine any other reason. I'll give you an example of why Chris Dilley is terrible on his podcast, and I agree that podcasting by yourself is difficult, but there was an episode that we reviewed where Chris Dilley comes out and he goes, 
You know what's a really funny show? Family Guy, dude. Family Guy's a really funny show. That show is so funny, dude. Bro, bro, Family Guy, dude. Family Guy, bro. Bro, Family Guy, dude. Oh, so funny, dude. Bro, so funny. I, I swear to God, that's word for word. He never gave an example of a joke or a bit or a skit or something he enjoyed or why he thinks the show's funny. Just, dude, Family Guy did. So funny. Like, Giggity. Who, who's this for? That's weird. What cares about it? Yeah. He's terrible. Yeah, it's... Have a point. I, I don't get it. I, I thought when he got when he got wiped out that his podcast would never return. It did, though, and it took a while, but he those people, they must be pretty addicted to that show. I mean, there's a lot of loyalty involved in podcasting, and I think he benefits from being at the game for a while. Drew, have you watched that documentary that came out a month ago? On yes, Crystalia? I did. I did. He's running a sex cult. How long is this going to go on for? The people are these girls are, are getting branded with his initials. It's like this. This can't go on forever, right? I don't understand it. He's not that big either. I mean, usually when people are like his size, they'll just squash them. I mean, those yeah. are the people that are so easy to cancel. Whereas the big people, their fans are, you know, it's like, I don't believe it because I really like his comedy or I really like his music. But in his case, he's not that good. I mean, they had uh, uh, instances in that documentary where he's posting, um, oh, my God, it's so wonderful to be married and, you know, out hiking with the wife while he's texting these two chicks on the side, you know, who are what, exactly. like 19 and he's telling them, uh, you know, that they're allowed to take a shower or something. You know, and I have been doing the work. Right. No, he's full yeah. of shit. He's I mean, it was they totally nailed him. I, I honestly I never heard that much about that documentary either. Brandon told me about it. I watched it and I was like, holy fuck. But it hasn't gotten a lot of attention, I don't think. He's still nah, booking. People I talk to all know about it. Oh. I don't know. Okay. Well, he did get, I saw that one a venue canceled him. I think it might have been the comedy store someplace. Just outright said, no more shows, bye. But he's, yeah. he's promoting gigs. Oh, he's doing gigs every weekend. Yeah, he's all over the country with it. And he draws, sure. you know, 25, 3,500 people. I know yeah, he does it looks well. bad. So, there you go. All right, uh, so what's the, who are these podcasts for this week, Carl? What's going to be on going on? I'm taking Wednesday off because <laughs> I am going to grab all the video that we got from the uh, DabbleCon. I'm going to get together the live podcast video as well as the Dabby Awards and get that up this week. So I'm going to be working on that. And then this weekend, we're back on with Brian Johnson from Tell Him Steve Dave and Comic Book Men. Uh, always love having Brian on the show. Nice. So, uh, that's what we got going on. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Carl. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Take we'll care. We'll see you. <laughs> Your voice is so smooth. I love having this long supercut because I can just hit it at any time and I have no idea what laugh's coming. How is he escaping the YouTube sensors? That is so weird. Well, how old is that? It's not months, that old. A couple months old. I, I don't, you know, I mean, this is what people have just decided to drop the topic entirely because they can't I didn't, stop getting I didn't know strikes. they're still doing that now. That's awful. Yeah, I, I don't know how aggressive it is or if, you know, he's just the last guy talking about it. I don't know. But uh, let's see. Where was I? I don't think I had mentioned yet. No, I had not yet mentioned our friends at Ghostbusters. They've got great dispensaries like Vibe. All locations of Vibe, the King of Buds in Monroe, Information Entropy in Ann Arbor, Breeze in Shango and Hazel Park, and they've won six cannabis cups, and that's because they pay so much attention to detail. Each crop is meticulously hand-trimmed by actual growers that care and are very passionate about their trade and about the best 
bud. Yeah. They're not grown by corporate types. They've, you know, there's a lot of competition in this field. And in fact, they do face the ugliness that goes along with that. The big guy's trying to stomp out the little guy. Yeah, that's true. But they're hanging in there, and my God, our audience has really enjoyed their ghost budsters. And local, local. Yep, gotten some uh, some great new samples from Brandon, and, and things seem to be going along very well. I have to find out if they're getting an uptick because, you know, we've heard from Joyology. Somebody went to Joyology in Westland, said, "I got it, I love it." Green Genie in Detroit, Puff in Utica, Mindright New Baltimore, Dispo in Romeo, and if you've got a dispensary you go to, ask them for ghost budsters. And if they don't have it, hopefully, maybe they will. Ghost Budsters. You probably know about Legacy Partners because we always talk about it. People saving money on home and auto and getting help with Medicare. And the fact that they're independent, which is really the key, they shop around until they find you a better deal. If they can't find you a better deal, it's certainly worth finding out, isn't it? Just to know that you're not getting ripped off or you're getting the best rate and good coverage. So call Legacy Partners and get some quotes on cars, homes, uh, and also they specialize in business insurance. And they do small business insurance, which some people don't want to bother with, but they also will handle large business insurance, any size, 586-209-4106, for our friends at Legacy Partners. Christopher Barber. All right. And uh, I watched the Vontae Davis (laughs) DUI thing. Actually, I queued it up on TMZ. Oh, the, the, Play him, the arrest video? He's being interviewed in the car, and I'll just uh, preface it by saying he has just smoked a car. I guess uh, uh, there was a disabled vehicle that he hit. Yeah, Silvante, a former pro bowler, played 10 seasons about in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, pro bowler, twice. Yeah, yeah, all Big Ten in Illinois. So, yeah, big, well-known guy driving his Tesla. Retired at halftime of a game in 28. His first game with the Bills. I remember that. Retired at halftime. <laughs> That just shows you what you're working with here. But, yeah, he's driving a Tesla, which my first thought is, you don't have the auto driver thing? Oh. But he just barrels into a pickup, which then hit a person, uh, almost killed that person. Yeah. And then when the police show up, Vontae's laying on the ground, crashed. And by crashed, I mean just snoring and sleeping just out of it. They they moved him to the police car. Uh, I guess the smell of alcohol was extreme. They knew he was out of it. So they, yeah. they set him down, look, sit down in the back seat. We'll get to you in a minute. He proceeds to crash in the back of the police car, and I think what you're going to find here, oh, it should be at the top or close to the top. Is that it? Unless it's TMZ Live. Yeah, yeah, it's the first episode. It should be cued. It's pretty late in the show, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, just hit play. It's not cued, so I'm going to have to fast forward. Wait, it's not cued? Fuck, I could have sworn I cued it. He's a sleeping son of a bitch, I'll tell you. Yeah, that's it, too. That's 3 o'clock. Huh. Okay. Hmm. No, no okay. Hmm. Yeah, I okay. want to say it was at like three forty okay. seven or six or something like that. Oh, you fucking idiot, Drew. Well, here's the one piece of well, audio. While we're waiting to cue it, here's the one piece of audio when the cops got to him. No, I'm still sleeping, man. <laughs> so sleeping. Here's a related story. You, did you watch it? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Boston University, which has been studying the brains of NFL football players. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice timing. Ninety-two uh, percent of the they've they've studied three hundred and seventy-six brains of NFL players. Three hundred and forty-five had DTE. Ninety-two percent of the NFL brains they have studied have CTE. Now, That's I would fucking serious. I, I would say this: you're more likely to donate your brain to that thing if you think you have CTE, right? 
Well, naturally. Yeah. So, I mean, it might be skewed a little higher, but what perfect timing for the NFL during Super Bowl week. That's oh. what I was going to ask you. Did you watch any of the media circus that was the... That was last night. ESPN was on it all night, so was the NFL Network. Was it Media Day? Yeah, I that did big not. scrum. No, I did And Wetzel, Wetzel's out there, by oh, the way. Oh, is he? Oh, try calling him yeah, make him our correspondent. But he, he wrote a really good piece about how fucking stupid, well, he didn't say fucking stupid, but how just dumb the whole circus is. And he pointed out that Nick Sirianni, the head coach of the Eagles, somebody asked him, uh, is there somebody on, um, on the Eagles you wouldn't let your daughter date? <laughs> you want to know what his answer was? What? My daughter's five years old. <laughs> That's like, a great a, answer. Well, she is. I mean, most people just saw well, her. No, but you could say, you could project her to be 20. I know, I guess, but, but, but you're not, th- when your daughter's five, you don't think yeah, about it's not on your dating mind. your players. And then somebody else asked, and this is my favorite one, is the Super Bowl a must-win game? <laughs> <laughs> you want to know what his response was? Yes. Yes. And then he just ignored it. Well, there was the classic question of Jim Plunkett, whose oh, God, yeah. mother was blind and his father was deaf or something like that. Yeah. And they said, hey, is it your mother's blind and your dad's deaf or your dad's deaf and your mother's blind? <laughs> so, they're so dumb. And there, and there was a picture, too, of a guy like um, from a radio station, one of those wacky shows, who's just wearing a, a barrel. You know, kind of like the Denver. Well, can you imagine Broncos. how much they hate the fucking sight of that asshole coming yeah. up to you? And then, other than that, the whole media night was all about the Kelseys, of course. Oh, Jesus! Did you know that they're the first brothers that are ever going to play in the Super Bowl? Oh, how's the petition doing to make their mother do the coin toss? Oh, uh, why? <laughs> Did you hear about that? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's no, been signed by a lot of people. Like I said, when before the championship games, I said to Brandon, I said, these are the two teams I don't want because I don't want to hear about the Kelseys all week. So anytime there's a story or a meme, Brandon sends it to me. Okay. Yeah, that wh- was in there. What else are they talking about besides the, the recipe for chocolate cookies or something and then the mom to do the coin flip? Is there other crap coming out? Well, she was all over it yesterday and it's like, who are you going to root for? And she's like... I'm always going to root for the offense because both her sons are oh. on the offenses. Okay. It's just who gives a shit who this lady's rooting for? Well, let's watch uh, Let's watch Vontae Davis from the backseat of the police car after they okay. wake him up. A really uh, shocking, shocking DUI arrest uh, of a former NFL star. Vontae Davis was arrested over the weekend in Florida. Uh, and TMZ Sports uh, obtained the body cam the from shot. this He's smiling. Stop. Now, it, it, there's just, when when you see the person I mean, he's got in a, a DUI broad smile in the mud falling shot. asleep, yeah, passing great. out on camera. I remember, just before this driving. Right, and they were driving right before this. You understand how serious the situation uh, and I'm sorry, the I meant to cue this. I had it queued up to him talking, and I just, I don't know what the fuck I did. Look at that car, though. Wow, what a mess. The pickup he ran yeah, into. Yeah. Very, very stern words for Vontae Davis, um, and I would imagine a judge is going to have something similar to say. Okay, get to the clip. Me? You didn't have any alcohol, you were drinking, anything like that? You were drinking? Yeah. What kind of drinks did you have? Mixed drinks. Mixed drinks? How many do you think you had? Two. Two? Only two? Yeah. Do you remember uh, how you crashed? No. No? Your eyes are bloodshot, your speech is slurred, you barely stay awake. Right, I almost killed somebody. Uh, man, no, I didn't almost kill nobody. Yeah, man, in the truck on the side of the road, you took it completely out. And there was a father and son oh, there on the shoulder. 
Wow, talk about an airtight case. Oh, yeah. boy. Harvey and Charles, right, that's what, why didn't he blame the Tesla? We're getting a, we're getting an echo. <laughs> so I wasn't driving, my Tesla was driving. By the way, this was that. I didn't almost kill someone. What are you talking Tesla. about? He doesn't even remember the accident. By the How way, did you say that? It was at 8 o'clock in the morning. Oh, boy. 8, eight o'clock in the morning. Yes, and he was that, that hammered. I think they said, did he say he left the party at 2 o'clock? And yet the accident was at 7.30 or something? 7.30, yeah. So uh, I love to. How much do you have to drink? Isn't that the standard response? Oh, I just had drinks. It's always two. Well, um, yeah, I wonder how serious that will be. Uh, Of course, if these people recover, it makes it a little easier. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. And Uh, by the way, Andy Reid's kid just got a slap on the wrist. I wonder how Britt Reid's doing. It's Super Bowl week. Oh yeah, we should be hearing about Brett. Why did anybody ask about that? I think he's I think he's locked up. That's a great that's a great question. I got so mad too. The, there's a new thirty for thirty on the two thousand Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, which is really really good. It's a good it's, defense, it's good. man. And it opens with Ray Lewis, the previous Super Bowl, um, him covering up the murder, which he totally did. Yeah, and good job. So that's that's how the thirty for thirty starts. And of course, you know they make it to the Super Bowl, so that comes up again. And I just didn't remember this, but Brian Billick had just the pissiest press conference because reporters dared asking about Ray Lewis being in the Super Bowl a year after he covered for a murder. And he was so shitty to the media there, and they're just trying to ask questions. We don't need to relitigate this. I'm like, fuck off. I mean, these people haven't had a chance to ask him or you these questions. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Why is it that... Ray Lewis, who then goes to work as a broadcaster, and is this well you know, because he talks about God all the time now, so it's totally fine. Well, but the families aren't happy. The there two- are other people who it wouldn't matter how much they talked about God; nobody's going to give them a break. Why? Why did people just let that go? It's a great question. I mean, it's I kind of know. fascinating. I, I've never liked him. I really think that um, the way it works is, <laughs> except for OJ. Because he was such a fucking dick about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people, it's clearly has nothing to do with anything but your level of success. If you're moderately successful, you will get wailed on and judged and everyone just takes a whip to you. But if you're truly great, then for some reason they just uh, they just don't really talk about it and just it just kind of goes away. I, what a, what a uh, stupid way of sort of adjudicating something in the public eye. I wonder if it's because what he took he took a plea right and then uh, turned against the other did two he, guys. Did uh, did he take a plea? I thought I thought he took a plea to turn on the other two guys who were then acquitted of the murder. Right, but they never found the clothes he was wearing. No. He changed clothes yeah. and couldn't produce what he was wearing, which a million witnesses saw him in. I mean, oh yeah, I, I don't know, it's in a bag and it just got thrown out or something. It's crazy. I'm just, I'm guessing that must be the justification for it. It's like, oh well, you know, he took a plea and he served his time. I mean, the other two guys were acquitted. So did, did he serve? He, TV. Did he actually serve time? I don't think so. I don't think he did I either. It's all probation. Um, is he still on the broadcast team? I don't think because I haven't had, seen think, him on doing anything. He, he was on ESPN for a while. I don't know though. And it's amazing to me too that he would have the balls to even go into broadcasting at that point. Because you'd think he'd go, oh, I can't do that because you know this messy thing in my past. I mean, it's it's a miracle enough. If if this happened now, and this Super Bowl, for example. And then next September, would they go, oh, yeah, Ray's fine. He took a plea, and, uh, you know, they never found the murdering clothes, but, you know, whatever. 
He's a great player, probably could be all pro again. Would would that just fly like Deshaun Watson? I guess it would. It's a really interesting question. I mean, I don't know why he couldn't. Deshaun well, Watson, I mean, that was Deshaun Watson had all the horrific elements. You've got, you know, uh young black women yeah. who are running massage businesses. They're not prostitutes. Yeah. Yeah. And he's actually intimidating them after he does it. It's just got so many ugly elements, and it just, eh, fuck, he's a quarterback. He's really good, so who cares? Maybe because Ray just lied to the police. I don't know. He also said, you know, his attorney, too, was saying stuff like, you know, you're saying that all 24 of these women lied? Yes. I mean, they called every one of the women liars, which we know is preposterous. But anyway, yeah, I mean, that's what's done is done. I mean, he's going to play next year, and if he goes to the Super Bowl— I wonder if the NFL roots against him to go to the Super Bowl and the NFL offices if they're going, oh, God. Uh, I mean, all the, game, all the games are fixed, right? <laughs> yeah, You've right. seen this controversy, haven't you? It's not a controversy. <laughs> I don't know. They, no, it's not. I don't know. They asked one of the Kelsey brothers about it yesterday. Oh, God. People really <laughs> ran with that, huh? When Arian Foster was on. joking on Barstool I, Sports and yes. said that he used to get a, yes. a script before every single yes. season. There are so many gullible people who fell for it, but more importantly, there was some pretty fantastic memes about it, like uh, when Henry Ruggs' face when he got his uh, his script script and you. Ah! <laughs> What's going on with Henry Ruggs, by the way? Oh, he's done. He's, he's cooked, toast. Yeah. He's going to be no, going I mean, to do, prison for a where, long. Where does time. it stand? What did he get a? Did he been to trial? I don't think so. No, there's a preliminary hearing that's been delayed over and over and over. Is he out How long ago was he out on bond? <laughs> How long ago was this accident? He's got to be out in bond. Well, if he is, why isn't he playing? <laughs> they don't. They cut him. Just kidding. Uh, I mean, he is out on bond, isn't he? Uh, he's still awaiting tri- trial. Still awaiting trial. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't Wouldn't you think that they would want that to get to trial quickly, or are they just trying to make it go out of the public's mind? November second, twenty twenty one, and he's still. Jesus yeah. Christ. I see that too. November 4th, he posted a $150,000 bail. Wow. $150,000. Well, uh, it's not like a murder, though, where he went and shot someone. It's pretty wow, close. It's, I mean, it's no, it's incredibly stupid. He was, he was intoxicated and he was uh, speeding. Oh, was how drunk was he? I forgot about that part. Super drunk, wasn't he? Yeah, I thought he was super drunk. So yeah. Find that. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's been so long. He I don't killed even remember. that dog. Did he have like? Is it point? Did they give a, a blood alcohol level? Yeah, I'll find. I'm it. looking, but I don't. I don't see it right now. All right. Uh, let's see. He was driving 156 miles. Jesus. I just don't remember the DUI part. I just remember that he was driving like an idiot. Oh, that's right. The victim burned to death too. Yeah, along with the dog. They said he was. He it was, was a point one six. Okay, point one six. Huh. That's bad enough. I thought he was more drunk than that. Uh, yeah, a point one six is pretty not, drunk. Not that that matters. <laughs> but that's also a long time after you know he was drinking. Sure. Yeah. yeah no, he was yeah. probably a lot more drunk than that. Yeah, that crash might have yeah. sobered him up a bit. Oh yeah, that was. But it's t- still then, double the legal limit. And then after the accident, wasn't he complaining about how his injuries and? I mean, wasn't, wasn't he more worried about himself than anybody else? Did he express any concern about the other driver? I don't think he did. I don't feel good. I, don't remember I think that. That he basically sat there whining about his back while the other person burned up in their car. Oh, man. <sighs> Was he with his girlfriend? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is she still his girlfriend? That's a good question, isn't it? <laughs> Is she going to stay with him? 
really good question. Without his yeah. NFL career, with his freedom, probably. I think that's his, his baby mama, too. He's probably going to do, what, a year? Well, won't he do more than that? I don't know. I t- seriously, I thought yeah, he I look would at do some more? of these cases and I just am stunned at how quickly people get out. Yeah. Plus, he's he's Drug Henry Ruggs. Influence that killed somebody. I. That's a good question. Well, I, Drew, I have no okay. idea. I have to tell you that he so many of these cases. Twenty six years. Oh, he's not going to get twenty six. If convicted, he faces three to twenty six years in prison, up to ten thousand in fine, two to twenty years for the fatal DUI crash, one to six for reckless driving causing death. You know the uh, Macomb County prosecutor. Yeah, Ooh. Eric Smith. Yeah, Eric Smith. He's out of jail. Yep. He did seven months out of 21 because of COVID. I think he's in a, half, is he in a halfway house He's now, in though? home confinement. Okay. He stole a lot of campaign money. He hasn't even gone on trial for all the money he stole from drug forfeiture yeah. and forfeiture funds. Shit, yeah. So he'll probably go back. But seven months, I was like, wow, seven months? I can't, I can't believe that sentence was 21 months. Then I'm reading about the guy who... Uh, who, who allegedly shot and killed um, Takeoff. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. He gets, he gets, uh, he was on a video with a wine bottle in one hand and a gun in the other. And apparently he left the wine bottle there and they got his fingerprints off the wine bottle. He'd been identified by numerous people, though. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, Patrick, Patrick shot him. I mean, everybody, they all knew who did it. Now, nobody would say who did it for quite a while, but they eventually, the name came out of somebody, and then they got the fingerprint off the wine bottle, and they have a very strong case, and the bond is $2 million. That's how strong the case is. And of course, oh my God, he can't possibly come up with $2 million. Uh, and they acknowledged that, well, yeah, he is, a, he is kind of a flight risk. So they said, well, we'll, we'll take away the passport. It's like, but he can, he can fly somewhere within the country. He can hide within the continental United States. Is that really that big T- a deal? Tether him. <laughs> Those always yeah. work. They get the bond down to a million dollars. He's a uh, DJ, and he is a um, he's a porn promoter. Oh, aren't we and all? A, and a strip club promoter. So he gets the one million dollar bond, which was paid by a concerned friend who was concerned that he was being railroaded. Oh my God! I wish I had friends like that. I know. I'm like, what does he have on that friend? What what the fuck? Why would why would a guy who's an acknowledged flight risk? So what about his passport? What if he takes off somewhere in the United States? I, I didn't understand why give him bond. It sounds like it's a, a open and shut case. I don't get it. And um, oh, also, <laughs> this is kind of interesting because uh, I haven't read much about this. I don't know why this isn't a more interesting story to people, but it's just, it just hasn't been much said about it. He also was searching the case online repeatedly after he after he shot him. To see if they knew it was him. Yeah, and, and of course, no one was arrested. If you remember afterwards, yeah, it was like, no, uh-huh. there's like 40 guys there who saw it, and no one would say who did it. And so they're investigating, investigating, getting nowhere. And for I don't think he was arrested for three or four weeks. But anyway, in the period before he was arrested. That, that must have been a shitty three or four weeks. Yeah. Well, he's constantly on his computer searching yeah, yeah. for details about the story. And then he's. Um, At least he's alive. They're an- acknowledging that they think they know the age of the person. So then he's searching online for what online thinks his age is to see if he matches up. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? He's like that Brian Walsh guy, bad Googler. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows everything he Google. Well, I understood it when they explained it. Uh, you know, because they, they've they got someone who is at an age that could be his age, 
And so he then he determines that, yeah, in searching online, that's well, the age online thinks he, the internet thinks he is. I will say this. Um, maybe he's not a flight risk because he didn't disappear in those three to four weeks when he could have. Uh, yeah. I, you know what I mean? Why, if he, That's true. He had his passport. Why wouldn't he have just left then? I think he didn't think anybody would snitch on him. Yeah, he was just crossing his fingers that everybody Shit, would keep quiet. Killed and, a famous and again, person. I got to tell you. I have no understanding of that mentality at all. When this person take off, who is so beloved, people are literally having fist fights backstage yeah. over who gets to honor him at the Grammys, <laughs> and people are bawling their eyes out of it, and they won't tell anyone who shot and killed him over nothing, over well, a dice game. He wasn't even in the dice Mark, game. Takeoff was not playing dice. But Mark, you're, I think you're on to something. I think you're correct when you say. He's famous. He killed a famous oh, pe- sure. person. Because how many unsolved murders happen in the big cities nowadays where they don't even, you know, they don't catch them? Yeah, no, there's going to be a lot of resources but, of a famous person. Gets but this killed. person is so beloved. Why wouldn't the 39 people that were there besides the killer, why wouldn't somebody say, this is so terrible, this fucker did it? And they all knew They all knew this guy? They all knew him? I, yeah. yeah. He's got what some really it? good friends. It was an invitation-only event. I wish I had friends like this guy. He had security. Didn't they have the whole bowling alley? Ran yeah, it out? It was after hours, yeah. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> yeah, they knew him. Oh. I don't know. I, that didn't work out well, didn't it? <laughs> Pretty strange. <laughs> that reminds me of another. You mentioned the the Grammys. Yeah. One more thing that we didn't get to though that was left over. Did you know Will Smith was supposed to be in that? Hip-hop? I heard that. Yeah. yeah. And he allegedly backed out because he's filming what is it? Bad Boys Fifty or whatever. The, four. Bad Boys Four. Well, that's dumb because honestly, well, I don't believe- he would have been such a small participant in that with all those people. That would be a good way to kind of just show up and quietly life, yeah. do something. Yeah, but I don't believe that his excuse is because he's filming a fucking movie. No. <laughs> um. Yeah, it was something else I wanted to mention that was related to that takeoff shooting. Well, I, you know what? Locally, and Brandon and I have been talking about this one, which is. Really oh, fascinating! The three, um, yeah, the three rappers yeah. that were supposed to perform on the twenty first of January, and they find them dead in a building in Warren. Was it? Was it Warren? I thought it was. Um, I thought it was in Detroit where they found the body. Oh, okay. Yeah, McNichols and Log Cabin Street. They found their body in the uh, basement of an abandoned apartment building. Um, shot multiple times. Now, what's weird is today the cops said that we think we have the motive, but they didn't say what the motive was. Which is really interesting. But to be shot multiple times, these three aspiring rappers who, by the way, didn't get to do their set because technical failures with the club's DJ system, yeah. which, how unfortunate, man. But but then how do they get from there to the basement know. of this apartment building? It sounded like they, times? they made it to the club for yes. their appearance. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, I... I don't know. That that was it. All sounded kind of weird and guy's, flaky. The guy's mom came all the way because I was from Okemos. Came all the way down to search for us. Awful. Oh, I know. No, it's terribly sad. It, Roscoe, that's where he's from. Yeah. I just didn't get the impression these guys had been in that much trouble. That's what, yeah. I don't know. So, um, what that reminded me of in the the whole takeoff thing was that Ice T put out a tweet yesterday. Not a threat, just a warning. Young rappers coming to L.A. for the Super Bowl weekend. L.A. has over 50,000 active gang members. Make sure you play it safe. It's the wild, wild west. So people are, are angry at Ice-T. 
Like, what? Why? What, what rapper? Why are you warning rappers? Why aren't you warning rockers and country country music lovers? Jesus Christ! <laughs> I never would have guessed. That's why people were mad. I, know. So I thought maybe because well, you're talking bad about Los Angeles. So anyway, they they interview this expert. Yes. Who um, one expert who who said oh quote unquote expert who said uh, oh yeah that's I think that's really a sounds like it's a, a he had, he's well intentioned. He's trying oh, yeah. to save people from doing something stupid, and he's pointing out that, yeah, there's some dangerous people out here. You should well, watch a, your ass. What about all those country stars that want to go out there and, <laughs> and go into the inner city where gangs are? <laughs> what the fuck? People are but so stupid. This other quote-unquote expert, and I'll tell you who this expert is in a second, said that Ice-T isn't telling the whole story. Well, first of all, why does he have to tell the whole story? He's just warning people. Okay. It's just a fucking tweet. Elaine Richardson, who teaches about... African-American cultures, literacy, and hip-hop at Ohio State University says that systemic issues are more significant when discussing the killing of rappers. It's a reflection of gun violence in the larger society and violence in general in America. You have to think critically about oppression and the larger context we live in. Labels rush artists to assume tough guy personas while failing to protect the artists from the violence they want them to promote. And then she goes on to say that uh, she's heard that um, labels take out life insurance policies on the rappers because they're so oh, yeah. likely to be shot. Well, yeah, then. Fuck you, lady. She's a, Go back a to your ivory tower. professor yeah. at Ohio State, and she's going to tell Ice-T what it is yeah, on the go, streets? Yep. Go back really? to your ivory tower and study it some more while he's actually lived it. I mean, the guy is from Crenshaw, isn't he? Didn't he? But I thought area? the Super Bowl was in Arizona. It is, but, you know. What is the systemic issue that made this person shoot takeoff at a dice game? Really? Well, no. Is it street cred. Who, <laughs> the systemic issue of street credibility. Yeah, there was uh, there was a bunch of related articles, which I actually got sucked into a couple of them. One was about, um, oh, God, I hate this guy, Tory Lanes, and about how, hey, when this is all over, this guy might be better off for uh, shooting this girl than oh. if he hadn't, because his, uh, his streams are way up because he started this narrative that he didn't do it. So you have all these people who think it's bullshit and that he's being fucked. He wrote an album of songs about it, which, you know, anytime you um, you do something like that, yeah. you know, you're in, it's like, it's a beef. It's not like it's a real thing. It's like, it's a beef. So people, you know, listen to those streams and those new songs because it's a whole fucking album. And I couldn't get over when that was going on because I was, from every piece of evidence, it sounded like they had an incredible case. He fucking did it. Either he did it or the other girl did it. And why would the other girl shoot her? She wouldn't. They were friends. Yeah. Um, so it was just all so crazy to me. And then reading when, you know, Rolling Stone and all these music outlets are reviewing the album like it's just another album from Tory Lanez. They weren't even they weren't even shaming him or anything like that. It was the weirdest fucking thing. And he gets all these other people in the music industry to say, hey, fuck that bitch. People like yeah. Drake, not yeah. little people, big people. Uh, Drake apologized, wasn't it Drake? No, 50 Cent apologized. Yeah, 50 Cent did apologize. Drake never apologized. So of course not. He's he's too successful. He doesn't have to. Yeah, and he likes Tory Lanez. He can just say he didn't do it. So he never would, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, for the life of me, I couldn't understand, why would Drake like Tory Lanez? Are they on the same he sounds like a horrible guy. Didn't he... Did any find him, or am I confusing? I thought maybe. Oh, he maybe him. maybe that's the case. I thought maybe he brought. But you know him what? In. If I found someone and gave them a great opportunity because I was a successful, he fucked as it great, up. I'd start and then they went, and, they went and shot a chick in the feet. Yeah. 
I'm going to fucking dump him like a rock before yeah. I'm going to defend him. That's and, right. I forgot and, they're both Canadian. And call out this horrible lying bitch. Um, I mean, people are calling her a whore. Because she fucked him and she got mad because he was fucking her friend and blah, blah, blah. Ah, it's just a, it's so it's weird. Dumb. Um, and the uh, DiCaprio story. Leonardo <laughs> <laughs> DiCaprio what, what gets, do do? He gets photographed at a party. Was that a Grammy party or something? He's, he's sitting next to a 19-year-old model who's really very beautiful. Eden Polani's her name. Yeah. So immediately gets reported, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio, he's dating a 19-year-old model from Israel. Because he's 48 nice. and she's 19. Yeah. And, you know, Leo dates young models. Yeah. He's a known coxman. Because yeah. he's Leonardo DiCaprio. So. He's a stud. Some comedian, I've never even heard of Catherine Ryan, starts, uh, you know, going after him, calling him creepy and this is disgusting. And author Caitlin Moran responds to her and says, I think he has titanic trauma. He's dating women the age he was when he shot the movie. And Catherine Ryan says, this is literally all I've been talking about for seven years. Hmm. What a creep he is. Hmm. So BuzzFeed. You need to expand yourself. Yeah, I know. What are you doing? What's wrong with you? Sounds like she was turned down by him once. So BuzzFeed does this, this stupid article. Um, the internet is seriously uncomfortable with Leo DiCaprio. I mean, the internet. The internet. Yeah, two people. <laughs> um, so they said, Leonardo DiCaprio came under scrutiny when his four-year relationship with model Camilla Marone came to an end two months shy of her 25th birthday. It was quickly realized that Leo never dated a woman who was older than 25. What do you mean it was quickly realized? Oh, it's always been a thing. No, yeah. we don't know what date, what every date he's been on. No, but we've always known that he was worth, always with hotter young He chicks. likes young women, but yeah. do we really know the age of every woman he's ever been on a date with? No. no. Sure. Catherine no. Ryan has. She's been studying it for yeah, seven years. Yeah, probably so. And I guess BuzzFeed does, too. So they say, uh, it was quickly realized, oh my God, what great research <laughs> you guys do. Sure enough, if you look back at his relationship history, even his most long-term romances have ended before his partner's 25th birthday. This pattern can be traced back to Giselle. He was 24, she was 18. They broke up for good when she turned 25. This continued with Bar Raffaele. He was nice. 35, he dumped her when she hit 25. So now TikTok- I'm, I'm going to write an article and that says- the internet is high-fiving Leonardo DiCaprio for his new girlfriend. Because <laughs> I'm sure there's idea. a lot of dudes out there like, yeah, yeah, yeah go, go for it. He's really hot. Well, so, consensual, uh, so who gives a shit? TikTok and social media is going to all these lengths to show how much older 48 is than 19. Oh, I can uh, tell you. Leo's girlfriend is so young, her high school experience was interrupted by COVID-19. Stranger Things David Harbour and co-star Millie Bobby Brown have the exact same age gap as Leo DiCaprio and his new model girlfriends. Oh, it's I mean, funny. Memes I, and memes and memes. I saw the same one that showed The Last of Us, um, pa Pedro Pascal and whoever the girl is yeah. that plays Ellie. Same thing. Yep. But here's the thing. First of all, he's not dating the girl. She's not his girlfriend. Oh, really? He sat next to her at a party. Ah! Somebody took a picture of them uh, and said, oh, my God, he's dating her. She's only 19. He's not uh, dating her. He will be now. And if he has a rule about... Self-fulfilling prophecy. If he has a rule about girls turning 25, only he knows that. You don't know that. It is not a fact. 
Um, he likes hot young chicks because he's Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, like, uh, and, and by the way, closed. Um, the 18 to 25 year olds who there are so many that would love to date Leonardo DiCaprio. There'd be a line around the entire world mm. if you lined them all up and be very happy, by the way, and have super hotness power. <laughs> and it would not even be a power imbalance because they're so hot. Um, so, you know, I don't know what to say about this. It's legal. Uh, do you want to pass an age difference law? No, it's true. It's stupid. What, what is the it's point of all this? And when I write my article about the internet high-fiving him, I'm going to blame it on that rough childhood he had with his dad. Wow. So. <laughs> one. She's the one who can't see out of one eye. That's Leo. Hot damn. You actually gave little Lord Gale a black eye? Huh? Yeah, but it's not black yet. But it's all puffed up. Well, then it's a shiner, right? Right? Mm-hmm. How'd it start? Well, I, I called him a sissy. Well, he sure as hell can't sue you for slander. The boy fights for the pink team. We all know that. Goddamn kid's queer, so... Did you make him cry? Yeah, right? he was ready to. Uh-huh. See, I called him a big-ass squat-to-pee sissy. Yeah, I don't want bigger, except he hit me when I wasn't looking. He dry-gulched you? Now, wait a minute. That's your fault. You gotta keep your guard up. There's no excuse for getting dry-gulched. You got me? No excuse for getting dry gulps. I'm going to show you a couple of moves after supper that'll leave Miss Arthur Gale wondering what month it is. Okay? <laughs> I said to this kid, I said, why don't you stop doing that? He said, well, what are you going to do about it? I said, well, I just might do something. He said, you and who else is army? I said, just the three of us. Me, myself, and I. Ooh. People like that, you got to hurt them. Got to inflict pain or they'll never leave you alone. So it was real hot out, okay? And there were these horse turds laying all over the place. You know, you road, road apples. apples? So I picked up a nice big mushy one. And I go up to him, but I'm, you know, not acting tough, acting more like, oh, gee, I'm so scared. Please don't hurt me. Sort of like this, you know, minding my business. And I say to him, excuse me, but what's the problem? And he goes, blah, 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 you blah, blah. And I go, wham, jam that horse to right in that fat mouth of his. Then I sucker punch him over here, and boom, and he goes down, and I get my kick in the face, jump on his head. South Park debuts... Wednesday night? Tonight? Yes. It's probably tonight for most people. South Park's back. And uh, that reminded me, uh, actually, before we move on, I just noticed Brandon was Brandon was scrolling on, wait, Britney singing in her real voice again? Oh, God. Well, she put this out on her Instagram and quickly deleted it. Why? Because she sounds like shit. Because she can't sing. Britney Spears decided to just uh, film a wall. You can't see anything. And she decides to sing Oops, I Did It Again. If you remember, I don't know, it was a few months back, she also did another one where she was singing Hit Me Baby One More Time, but it was in the way that she wanted to originally sing it. Oh, oh swear yeah. words, yeah. Yeah, yeah, with swear words, which didn't make any sense whatsoever. Well, she's done it again with Oops, I Did It Again, and a lot of people love her for doing... You know, singing in her original voice. Great. I made you believe when modern spring. Oh, baby, baby, it might seem like a crush, but it doesn't mean that I'm serious. Or to lose all my senses. That is just so stupidly me. Oh, baby, baby. I did it 
Imagine all the regular people singing it would sound better. I think on the voice. I think this is the best she's sounded ever. No, it's terrible. But that's the best she sounded ever. Remember, remember, we got that other audio of her singing on stage. Well, that's terrible too. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was um, I was digging around on Spotify, and I'm glad I saw that because it reminded me. For some reason, I <laughs> was curious what the um, what's the song? Uh, the not the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I got a feeling that tonight's gonna be a good night, Black Eyed Peas. Thank you. Black Eyed Peas. I want to see what the Black Eyed Peas what the Black Eyed Peas did. And I was like, wow, they're this still popular. Let's get retarded in here. <laughs> this is the best. This wasn't where I was going, but I'm so glad we're going there. <laughs> so what were you saying? You were Your looking voice is like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. Is this Let's Get Retarded? No, this is I Got a Feeling. Oh, okay. oh, do you want to hear the whole? No, I want to hear. Uh, Will I am? There's a song called "Scream and Shout," okay. which is Britney Spears and Will I Am. Oh, okay. It's got 590 million streams because Will I Am was just coming off this stupid band, and Britney's Britney. You know, like anyone can do a song with Britney at that time. I guess it was a big deal. Anyway, it's so fucking bad. I was like, this song. Is this it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bring the action. When you hear this in the club, you gotta turn the shit up. You gotta turn the shit up. You gotta turn the shit up. She's so cool. When we up in the club, all eyes on us. All eyes on us. All eyes on us. See the boys in the club. I liked it better when LMFAO did it. What's with the accent? Everybody in the club, all eyes on us. Well, she's actually just talking, so. I remember this. I remember this. I want to scream and shout and let it all out. And scream and shout and let it out. Was this a big song, a big hit? It was. It charted, yeah, I remember this. Oh, Jesus. Oh my god, she's so edgy! God. Yeah, it is, it's a pretty bad ripoff, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, it's... No, I didn't even think Bring of LMFAO, but I noticed. I mean, that's just LMFAO. Will I Am's production, though, sounds like this. They are under, uh, you know, fans also like under Will I Am. Oh, really? LMFAO, yeah. Which... Uh, they should be under everybody's, every artist. Everyone exactly. Should, everyone loves LMFAO. Okay, so then I, I, I was looking under them, this stupid band, and I saw Fergie, and I was like, oh, yeah, Fergie had, she has a lot of hits. Okay, play. Can I just point out that, that, that song that you just heard, Four Writers. Four songwriters. For that piece. Of- four songwriters. Yeah. I wonder how many writers there are for Fergalicious. Oh, I love that song. Great yeah, 300, song. 377 million streams for this piece of shit. What? That's a great song. What are you talking about? Do you remember Fergalicious? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's you, so come on. bad. You song, right? Here we go. I didn't remember it, honestly. Oh, no. 
is terrible. F to the E to the Listen R. Up, y'all, cause this is it. The beat that I'm banging is delicious. Burgalicious definition, make them boys go loco. They want my treasures, so they get their pleasures from my boat. So you can see me, you can't squeeze me. I ain't easy, I ain't sleazy. I got reasons why I tease them. Boys just come and go like seasons. Burgalicious. But I ain't promiscuous. And if you were suspicious, all that shit is fictitious. I blow kisses. That puts them boys on So ride, people ride, listen to this song over and over and over? Because they like it so much? Apparently. Oh my god. Guess how many writers this song has? Um, there can't be more than four or five. Higher. Eight? Fergalicious. Fergalicious. Higher. Ten? Higher. Fifteen. Twelve. Twelve writers for this. For this, yeah. Fergalicious. E. <laughs> I haven't heard that song in so fucking <laughs> clever. Long. And then there's all, of course, a little party killed nobody. Oh, I don't know that one. Yeah, that's got 217 million streams. A little party, okay. Yeah, that was a collab with Goon Rock and Q-Tip. Oh, I love Q-Tip from Tribe. I ain't got time for you, baby. Either you're mine or you're not. Make up your mind, sweet baby. Right here, right now is all we got. A little party never killed nobody. So we gonna dance until we drop. This song has a lot of streams. I mean, what? Yeah, two hundred seventeen million. So this is it. Was this a hit? I don't. I've never heard this song. LMFAO again. Sounds just like that. Sounds like yeah. You're right. I guess if you have that sound. I miss LMFAO. Why haven't I listened to them lately? I don't know. I haven't played it. Do you want to guess how many writers this one has? Oh, Jesus. 15? Ten. Is, um, is, okay, you can take it up. Is her solo career a thing? No, she had that one, um, oh, this was in a movie. Okay. Um, she had that one album that Fergalicious was on that was pretty fucking big. She has. But I don't. I don't think she's done anything. She's got five songs with over 150 million streams. Uh, are they all from the same album? Four of them are. Yeah. Um, f- two of them have over 375 million. That's a lot of streams. And yet, I kind of was of the feeling, because I, I, I had to start reading, and it's like, it sounds like her career's dead. Yeah. How, yeah. Can you do a, uh, how can you do something that has so much in terms of streaming, and your career's dead a few years later. Just dead. Dead arrival. I, I gotta amazing. Is she she's, doing meth again? I'm sure she's making so much money off of all the stuff that she did with the Black. Oh, sure. No, no. I, I'm not saying she's Black broke. IPs. I'm just saying it's just it's just interesting how quickly when you do something, it just has so much to do with well, timing and... That's what I was going to say. Promotion. That, that first album, which came off of, you know... Right when the Black Eyed Peas were pretty fucking popular, sold 12 million worldwide. Uh, uh, the album. Her album? Yeah, so this is oh really good. Streaming was huge, too. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. She owns a winery now, and so I think that yeah. uh, she focuses her time on doing that. Yeah, because I remember when, she, remember when she had to sing the national anthem, oh. and it's, it's, and it's, it's <laughs> her real awesome. voice. I mean, that was she great. No, there's no processing, and it's like, <sighs> holy fuck, is that bad? And she sang with... 
she sang with Mick Jagger and U2 at the Hall of Fame thing. Good. She wasn't bad. She's pretty good with that. She's got a strong voice. I thought her key was a little weird, but it was okay. It worked. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's it's strange sounding. She's trying to get laid singing the national anthem. (laughs) Isn't that what it sounds like? Let's fast forward to the good parts. Slow down, jeez. Weren't the players laughing at her? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh yikes! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who listened to this and said, "Yeah, it's a great idea"? I mean, it's got to be some comedian. Draymond's laughing. Draymond. So is Steph Curry. Jimmy Kimmel's laughing. She's really proud at this moment. She really thinks it was great. <laughs> Look at her face. Yeah, that's, that's what most people do to get in the mood. They play a sexy version of the national anthem. It's a great way to, good, great foreplay, the national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god You know what was the anniversary you know, I forgot the, I don't know if you know that Jack Harlow song That was number one For a long time That first class What's poppin' Sa- Samples her shit too So she's making money off that Yeah no I wasn't saying she's broke I was just like But it's interesting She did just disappear How monstrous This solo stuff was And yet she's completely off the once Off that, the radar now Once as Mike Clark used to call him, Josh Duhamel dumped her. Remember the actor? <laughs> yeah, that's Duhamel. right. <laughs> um, oh, last week was the anniversary of Carl Lewis's terrible national oh, anthem. Oh, that's the best. It is, it is really <laughs> fucking funny. That's so great. Why was, this, ba- was it a boxing match? No, wasn't that a, that was a, ba- it was a basketball game. It was a basketball game? Yeah. Who had the one at a boxing match that was so fucking crazy? Was it Johnny Gill? Yes, Johnny Gill. It just went on and on and on. Yeah. I mean, it was really funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Carl's is why, hilarious. Why is Carl Lewis seeing <laughs> I don't know. Where is Carl Lewis? With oh, Fergie? Seriously, uh, does anybody know what he's doing? I'll look him up. Was he rumored to be gay? Yes. Is he gay? I don't think so. I don't so. care. I mean, I'm fine with it. I'm not going to boo-foo him. Let's go, Carl. Oh, thank how dialed up he is. He's, he's all gussied up. He thinks this is his moment to break out. Gussied up. Uh-oh. Are you sure this is the one? Because I thought the one that was so bad... Like the f- second line, I his thought, voice croaked. I thought he stopped, didn't he? He's like, oh, yeah, he's like, oops, yeah. oops, sorry. This can't be it. Oh, oh there wait. it is. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Make up for it now. 
kind of making it all about himself, isn't he? At least he's aware of what's going on. That's what I was going to say. I don't Charles remember. Barclay's what the laughing fuck his ass was off. that? I don't remember that music with it. Did somebody I don't either. That? I think somebody pulled it out okay. separately somehow. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> uh, is Johnny Gills available? That was Tyson and... Um, was that Tyson? Johnny Holy Gills. No. <laughs> it, was the, it was the one... Nobody yeah, has yeah, ever yeah. tried harder to spin the national anthem into something much larger. The voice is, is great. It was like five minutes long. And at ringside, popular film star Bruce Willis. Are they saying Bruce? The Academy Award Bruce winner, Denzel Washington. I don't remember them introducing all these people. Yeah, they used to do this. That's great. And last but I know, least, I loved it. Please welcome motion picture funny man, Jim Carrey. Motion picture, picture funny. funny man. Oh, he has to sit right with Tom, Tommy Wait, and Pam. Is he with? Tommy Ooh. and Pam are right behind him, see? Now, Wait, but his date, wasn't that, um, like I don't know who that was. was Zellweger? Is that Zellweger? No, no. And it's my pleasure to hand the microphone over the gentleman to lead us tonight. Please welcome the popular recording <laughs> artist, Johnny I mean, Gill. Boxing, don't they know how to drag things out better than anybody? Yeah. Is Johnny Gill a big, is he really a popular recording artist? He was then, well not then, but whoa, whoa, early 90s. Can you see? <laughs> <laughs> By the dawn's early light. <laughs> Sing it, Johnny! What's so proud? <laughs> I forgot about all the pauses between each line. There's Trump. Oh, with Marla. Oh, God, is that weird? Doesn't that look weird? Yeah. Are you done? Oh, okay. Bright <laughs> He's making it up as he goes along. That's pretty cool. I mean, the balls. The balls you have to have to do this. <laughs> what? We're so gallant. Is that Lauren Holly with it? That's Jim movie Carrey? funny man Jim Carrey. Yeah. <laughs> the pauses. Look at the cage. Cage is laughing at him. <laughs> Joe Frazier. Yeah, he's so lost. Oh. <laughs> 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 
Finish strong, Johnny. Don Johnson. Sharp I didn't know this guy's hung. <laughs> For the land. <laughs> the land. Look at Shaq. Shaq's laughing at him. Shaq's looking for you. And the home of the he, he, look at him. He thinks he's so he pumped it. He's so pumped. He thinks he totally crushed that. <laughs> he kind of did. Johnny Gill. Johnny Gill. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, this now coming your way is scheduled for 10. So this was Tyson's. Where's Buffer? Was this Tyson's? Uh, that's a good question. Where's Buffer? It's McNeely, right? It was the first one back. It's the yeah, first it's one like back for the right seconds, right? I think, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Fucking Peter McNeely. Yeah, can we watch the first round? It's only 49 seconds. <laughs> the fuck? Look at that dope. He is currently ranked the number seven heavyweight in the world by the WBA. Let's just go to the round. I don't need to hear this. It's not Buffer. Peter Look McNeely at that lump of shit. Each fight watches the timekeeper. Peter McNeely. Tries to get a jump on his opponent, pouncing on top of him. I gotta tell you, his, che his chest hair is glorious. It is. He turns him into a fucking mailbox. <laughs> Every caption for Peter McNeely is... Uh, he always has his mouth agape. <laughs> and everybody spent $49.99 on pay-per-view, and they're like, yeah, I'm settling. Let's see a good fight. Oh, he's down. He's down. He's up. He's running around the ring. He's cocky. He's like, I'm fine. That was nothing. That was one hit. I got at least another 20 seconds left. Oh, rest in peace, Mills Lane. Oh, uh, yeah. Into the fight, McNeely on the canvas. Oh, McNeely for being aggressive. It's a strong right by Tyson. Is there a video game playing too? Brandon's playing one. <laughs> He's playing Punch what Out. What was that? Punch Out. It's got to be ending soon. No, I was wrong about 49 seconds. This must go at least a minute 19. Is that 30? Oh, there's a headbutt by McNeely. Can't do that. Wait, don't tell me this lasted more than one round. My memory can't be no, that bad, no. can it? He's going down oh, here. Oh, oh. Well, he's oh. Already, he just knelt on the ground. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, that uppercut. Oh, my God. Uh, look at him. These guys are begging him. Don't, don't go back out there. Please don't go back out there. He's, he's got his money. Don't they throw in the towel now? Yeah. I think so. I think you just have to talk him into it. He doesn't know where he is anyway. Well, they asked him, where are you, McNeil? And he went, Duh. <laughs> We got a dinner reservation <laughs> at Pizza Hut. We got to go anyway. <laughs> Didn't he do a Pizza Hut ad after this? Yeah, he was eating the pizza backwards, you know, the stuffed crust, and yeah. then it knocked him out. It was actually kind of funny. And then he said, duh. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. That was God, so Tyson, bad. Tyson's scary as shit right there. Look at him, man. 
The only thing I remember about this is being so pissed it was over so fast because sitting through all the bullshit. Yeah, but Johnny Johnny Gill lasted longer. Than Johnny Gill was the best part. <laughs> He's got thirty-one million streams of my my my. Yeah, yeah. Nineteen yeah, million yeah. streams of "Rub You the Right Way." Oh, great song! I'm sure it is. Yeah, rub you the right way. It worked. Oh my God, McNeely. Oh, <laughs> even that's still picture McNeely. <laughs> he, he really did look dumber with every punch. It was like you could see portions of his brain were no longer operating. He got dumber with every punch he took. <laughs> look at why Steve out. Where's Marv? Um, so I was reading today about, uh, more balloon talk, you know, and, oh, great. and it was a story about TikTok, which was, you know, connected to the balloon talk. Cause of course people are like, who gives a shit about the balloon? Every, every kid under 17 years old mm-hmm. is completely known. Every detail about their life is known to TikTok. China. What the fuck are we worried about this balloon? And we don't care about TikTok. So anyway, uh, I'm trying to sort of sort through this and figure out. Okay, yeah, so Texas uh, and Florida have banned it in all the state offices and whatnot, and they've done everything they can, a couple other states. And then, in the end, they pretty much declare that the concern about banning TikTok is losing the youth vote. Really? Yes. That was that was the way it was described, huh. because they talked to some insiders who said, well, you know, you could it could be done... There'd certainly be a lot of support for it, but you know, isn't that going to give people that use TikTok, many of whom are voters already? That's what, it, that's what it's going to take to motivate <laughs> young people to go to the polls. I think it makes taking sense. taking their TikTok away. No, it's totally ridiculous. And Uh-oh. every kid they, they talk to, um, I, I think they said an informal survey of a couple hundred, you know, like 20-year-olds. Sure. And, and they were like... They were not concerned at all about their private information. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no concern no. whatsoever. They're like, no, what are you doing with that? It's already out there. And in a way, I I sort of understood what they were saying. I just assume everybody has everything on us. I don't know. If you're not up to no good anyway, and it's, what, is China going to put you in jail in the United States for doing something wrong? No. No. What, yeah, what will they do is China going to turn you over? What will they do with all our data? <laughs> no idea. China. I mean, I'm, I don't want them getting into our grids and fucking with our life, but okay. I don't know how they do that through TikToking yeah. teens. Uh, did you see who the new hot TikTok um, act is out there? Uh, give up. The Turpin kid? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Turpin kid? Yeah, yeah. the the one that the uh, his hokey father and mother uh, hid <laughs> them in the house away. for the first 20 years of his life. Yeah, the house. No, it's a girl, the one that, that Oh, she's escaped. pretty, right. She's yeah. really pretty. Jordan. Uh, she had a, remember, perfect. Remember, she had a really weird speech pattern because yeah. they were locked away. She, and, you know, she, I feel really bad for her. So but, she's not only attractive, which puts you a big leg up on TikTok, she's but vic- she's also a victim. She's a real a victim. A huge victim. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't know. So how big a TikTok I, star is she? I, I, think she uh, I think she may need some dancing lessons. She's got a million followers. Oh, she lip syncing? And a yeah. modeling yeah. contract. Yeah, you want, you want to see some of her dancing? Yeah, sure. It's really great. 
How many followers? 12.4 million people watched the Grammys, and that uh, is a no, three-year no, high. Sure she was one of the 13 siblings chained up by their parents in a house of horrors. Terps. Now Jordan Turpin is continuing to move forward after pretty. her horrible yeah, ordeal. she is. She's a popular social media influence, and she's even featured in the Should new she really Elle magazine. she be an influencer? She doesn't even understand the world. <laughs> an influencer? Oh, that girl that was locked up by her dad for years. Oh, I want her really advice. likes this makeup. <laughs> I need her advice. If anything, she knows less about makeup because she didn't have it. She's been exposed to 11 people in her entire life. I want her advice. (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh, people are dumb. Let's see. Who is this social media influencer with more than one million followers? It's House of Horror survivor Jordan Turpin. She's now gracing (laughs) the pages of Elle, looking the epitome of high fashion. The magazine calls Jordan the most unlikely influencer. Hey guys, my name's Jordan Turpin. Look how far she's come from that terrified teen who escaped from beatings and starvation. I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to make a prediction that she's not going to be able to handle the fame. At the hands of her parents and called 911. I just ran away from home. Okay. My two little sisters right now are chained up. Growing up in captivity with her 12 siblings, Jordan says she had almost no interaction with the outside world except for a few outings, like this bizarre trip to Las Vegas, where her sociopathic parents renewed their wedding vows. Now in the most unlikely turn of events, Jordan has become a social media star, posting videos with oh upbeat God. messages like, hope everyone has an amazing day. Despite her newfound <laughs> fame, wow. her 22-year-old what a brilliant message. she's still dealing with lots of trauma in the February issue of Elle. My Aww. normal day, I usually cry. Aww. If you want to lighten up my mood, TikTok can do it. And here's something else sure to make Jordan smile. She's just signed with a top modeling agency and says she even has a glam team. Thank you to my team for making this happen oh my for Lord. me. She's not going to be able to handle the world of modeling. Is that really a good idea? No, it's a terrible idea. But then again... I, don't, I think she might be a little light on life skills, so she's still gonna get me too'd, right? Or not get me too'd, but someone's gonna probably in the world of modeling. Yeah, take it's advantage of her. Uh, yeah, you think she might be hair naive? I want her to start a podcast. So, uh, well, um, that reminds me, uh, Haley Jade Mathers. The podcaster, yeah, oh, and influencer, three million. That's followers. right. Yeah, she got three point one million followers. She's an influencer, and uh, and an Apple baby. She is engaged <laughs> to be married. Yeah. So that was big news today. Uh, and I good looked, for her. I looked. She's still doing a regular podcast. Yeah, good for her. Whatever. And she had Uncle Nate on. Her her uncle. Uncle Nate. Okay. Eminem's brother. Eminem oh, has okay. a brother named Nate. Okay. Yeah. Or is yeah? I think it's. I thought she said Uncle Nate. Anyway, um, yeah, Nathan Samra Mathers. I never heard of this dude. Uh, he sounded very unprepared. I don't think he did any show prep for the podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, if the <laughs> subject's Uncle Nate and he's Uncle Nate, how much prep did he need to do? He could have done more. He sounded like he didn't know what a microphone was. Oh, really? It was weird. But uh, she sounds so normal. I mean, she sounds like a really normal kid. Good. Just normal, not. I don't mean in a bad way or a good way or anything. Just very normal, um, which doesn't make for a really exciting podcast. Yeah, but uh, although she, you know, has a lot of unique experiences, she's hot, man. Yeah, her friend, um, her dear friend, who's the co-host, couldn't make it, so Uncle Nate was pinch hitting. Has Eminem ever been on her show? I don't think so. 
I don't believe I'm an MS father. Is that, is that what everyone's waiting for? I don't think many people are listening, to be honest. Aw. Well, I'm glad she's yeah, getting but married. She, uh, and you know what? Who's the dude that married her? What do we know about this guy? Not much. Is he from here? Lucky? Hey, they, they had great uh, video of the engagement, though. He engaged. He oh, proposed. Stop doing that, people. No, isn't that stupid? Stop hiring professional photographers to take pictures of an engagement. And then doesn't the girl go, wait, why is there a photographer videotaping? Exactly. Why is what are all these professional lighting people doing here? Yeah. Well, I'm going to ask you an important question. Oh, we're getting engaged? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. All right, take two. That's so dumb. Anyway, the story I read um, talked about her and said, yeah, she's a graduate of Michigan State, and she's currently a podcaster. Yeah, so's her... Uh, that's her... That's all she does? One uh, one article podcaster. ended it with, uh, she's also an influencer with three million followers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that too. <laughs> that too. Yeah. It looks like she met her boyfriend at MSU. So. Okay, well, good for him. Oh, whatever. No, yeah, she seems like a nice a kid. a software development company. So Cool. But now he's probably quitting because he's marrying Eminem's daughter. Yeah. I would. She is hot. You got to make money, She's though. She's smoking hot. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What are we talking about here? We're talking about Manscaped. Manscaped.com. That's the website. And have you guys used your beard hedger pro yes. kit? It's excellent. It's fucking great. It's really good. It's honestly the best razor they've uh, that I've come across that they've made. Because, uh, you know, you got the original Manscaped for your pubes. You've got the one for your nose and ear hair, that that trimmer, and now they have this whole beard hedger, which is very, very solid uh, razor to trim your beard. It's got different settings because no one likes a really stupid, uneven beard. So check out Manscaped's Pro Beard Kit, 20 different hair cutting lengths, plus it's waterproof, so you can take it in the shower. Um, it's got a titanium-coated T-blade. Yeah. It's tough on hair, but smooth on your face, leading to a single-stroke efficiency, which, if I know something, you got to have a single-stroke efficiency. It's a real good time saver. But it also comes with uh, beard shampoo, beard conditioner, beard oil, beard balm, anything you would need for your face. And uh, there's a cool brush in there, a beard brush and scissors, so it's a whole big old kit. Check it out. Uh, get 20% off right now and free shipping when you use promo code DREW at manscaped.com. It's 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com with promo code DREW. Manscaped's Beard Hedger, one stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. It would be a great Valentine's Day gift. Oh, God, Valentine's Day is coming up, isn't it? Yes. Oh, man. It's starting to stress me out. That means I need Next Evo Naturals. How's that for a terrible segue? Very good. Uh, Next Evo Naturals, I think we all know what that is. It's the CBD, and they now have the Stress CBD Complex. And what makes Next Evo Naturals so special? Well, they have that smart sorb technology. It helps uh, your body absorb the CBDs quicker. It's been proven in a lab. What lab? I don't know, but it's been proven in a lab uh, to reduce stress up to 70% and improve concentration by 50%. So Next Evo Naturals make CBD a part of reaching your full potential with Next Evo Naturals. And the website is nextevo.com. Go to slash podcast when you're there and use promo code Drew. Get 20% off your first order, $40 or more at nextevo.com. Promo code Drew. I do want to let you know that the uh, poll is final, the poll from yesterday. Do you go to the library? 65% of our audience who voted out of 1,668 votes do not. Yeah, it's not cool to read books. But 35% of the people do. So. And I, I guarantee you. A lot of people that- read ebooks and, you know, 
I just didn't think people checked books out from the library anymore. You know what I was going to say? Someone uh, had commented underneath there that they have a library card to download ebooks because there's an app. I mean, we we use it for the kids where you just can download books like crazy on there. Yeah, I just didn't great. think I just didn't think they had velvet ropes at the library to line up and stuff anymore. <laughs> Four years ago, I would to. have voted no, but because of my daughter and how much she loves the library, now I'm a yes. Yeah, I'm surprised she loves it that much. Oh, they do. Oh God, take it to the Southfield Library. Books everywhere. Yeah. Um, but wouldn't you rather be in front of a screen than a book? Yeah, but fuck that. <laughs> 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 you know that story, Brandon. I think we are on the same page with this, Brandon. The story that. America loved with the six-year-old that bought a thousand dollars worth of Grubhub in Macomb. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that. I on still the- don't don't understand how exactly that happened. Because Dad went, "Here's my phone. Just do it. Just go ahead and play on my phone while he watched TV." And the kid bought. It doesn't take more effort than that to order a thousand bucks of no. stuff at Grubhub. Uh-uh, not with the app. So the child was trying to order thousand dollars of food at Grubhub. I don't know if he really understood the con- you know the, he, what the was going to happen. Know what he was doing, no. but. But, but Brandon and I were like, oh, he didn't want to check up on what the kid was doing on his phone. I mean, first off, it's my it's my phone. Like, my kid's not having my phone that long because I need it. Yeah, Don't you think that's a little weird? I, I thought the whole story was weird, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. But everybody, America just loved it. Thought it was so cute. And oh, and then then, then they Grub, gave him the money for free. Grubhub gave him a thousand dollars worth of Grubhub credit. This it sounds like a scam to me. It doesn't sound like because Grubhub gets all yeah. this promo publicity. Yeah. Uh, today, wait, I just I just have to get this off my chest. Oh, say, does the star spangle? So sexy, Ben. What the fuck is that? It's, it's, it's so dumb. It's Fergie being Fergie. She's making it her own. It's so stupid. Why would you turn that of all the songs in the world? That makes no sense. Time to shine, man. The, uh, so would she go Winchester Cathedral. <laughs> you're bringing me down. It's better than <laughs> what the fuck? It's better than Fergalicious. <laughs> e I learned the truth at 17. The <laughs> life was meant. No, some songs just don't sing like no, that. Sing it like it was written, lady. Uh, Alex Murdaugh, I, I, why don't they just give up? Why don't they just go, okay, here's my hands. Just take me to prison. I know I'm never getting out. Well, wouldn't that be refreshing in the middle of a murder yeah, trial? Yeah, I'd I'd be like, you know what? I respect him for doing that. Just stand up, put your arms out. All right, I quit. I give up. Because uh, the judge said they can talk about the financial crimes as an attempt to gain sympathy, that the murder was... The motivation was his financial crimes to distract from them and gain him sympathy for losing his son and wife. Yep, it's over for Alex. He owed, uh, he, he, they, uh, what they know of is about $8.5 million that he stole. It's probably a lot more than that. And some of these people who were in the act of trying to get some money out of him were so fucking frustrated. The, the girl that his son killed in the boat crash, Yes. Yeah. her father said he had spent his own money trying to sue Alex Murdaugh for a number of reasons, some of which were that he um, he tampered with witnesses. Yep. He told those kids not to talk, not to talk to the police, not to say anything. Well, remember, he went into the, um, the hospital. That yeah, night. yeah, exactly. That's he tried to obfuscate who the driver was. He completely created uh, 
witness tampering, perjury. I mean, the, the number of offenses is almost unlimited. But because he's a big shot there, I guess it's okay. Well, yeah, you didn't. Um Someone in his family, weren't they the prosecutor or whatever they call the prosecutor there? They did whatever they wanted. So anyway, he he said that all he could hear was that he's broke. He doesn't have any money. And you're not allowed to access his records. They would go to court. Well, we would just like to access his financial records to prove that he's broke. No. Sorry. So, you know, that was a big strikeout. And... Um, Do they have partners at this firm? I mean, yes, yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't understand any of it. I really don't. It doesn't make any sense. But you know, and he was stealing from his partners too. That's what I mean. So that's why I can't figure it out. Yeah. So uh, his his mom's caretaker, because that's his big alibi, was I went to see my mom, and uh, she got. I mean, this guy's always trying to weasel sympathy. He's he's almost like a, a a perfect. 21 year old when you think about it, when he does this yeah i'll just murder my little sister my little brother and that'll bring sympathy for me and then i won't get in trouble for my dui that's so messed up um he went to visit his mom as as an alibi and so the caretaker said yeah that's almost never happens he never just shows up at night. Yeah, he lets him know. And, and and Brandon, you were mentioning the blue tarp yesterday, which we didn't know what that was. <laughs> right. It was an info dump. It was a totally <laughs> I think you just read the headline, which is fine. I, everyone does that. It's the same thing. Uh, but now we know more about what that tarp was. And it's it's more like a rain poncho, and they believe he was wearing it. And that's why. Oh, it's got the. It's got the. The ballistics, the, right. the uh, gun residue right. from firing it. So that's why he took it over there. Yeah. And he didn't wash it off, I guess, either. Yeah. Fucking idiot. Fucking waterproof. And Shelly Shelly Smith, who was the mother's caretaker, she said that he made a point uh, three days after after the murder, by the way, to tell her that, um, I was here 40 minutes the other night, right? Ooh. And she said, (gasps) Shelly! No. He was there about 20 minutes at the most. But she was so freaked out that he did that, and she already had her suspicions. And then he said, oh, by the way... uh, um, we're going to pay for your wedding. <laughs> okay. So he apparently thinks that everyone is so stupid, you they don't understand any motivations for anything. But she said there was no plan for the family to pay for her wedding. But Shelly! Can't pay a dime to the family of the girl whose uh, daughter was killed in a boat accident, yeah. but he's going to pay for the caretaker's wedding. Wow. Just out of the blue. Pretty weird. So you said eight million is what they well what they eight point five million. That's what they can prove. What's the high number on there? And, and most of this was for drugs, right? Well, in his lifestyle, but mostly I, how drugs. Much, how much can you spend on fucking drugs? Well, that's what I was getting to. Over how many years? Do we I know think it's that? So, I think it's over uh, ten to fifteen years, I believe. Because there was a story locally about a CEO that got busted for uh, embezzling ten million from his. I, I read about that. It's a wild story from Girls Point Park. Yeah, and they were just. Um, they were billing, their billing department was getting these giant bills yep. from an actual supplier who was would normally be billing them for like, you know, $200 and bill them for, you know, 50 grand. Yeah. <laughs> and they would just pay it. Well, yeah. Made, that also made no sense. You mean tell me there aren't anything put in place in companies this big? You can lose $10 million in a company that, you know, makes a profit of a million dollars, and you're not going to notice $10 million missing. 
Well, so how part, is that possible? How part, does a law firm not miss ten million dollars? And this guy did a business with his brother, right? And I think their dad started the business. I feel really bad for the brother, but he uh, paid with company checks and just made them like, uh, yeah, that they were vendors. But here, here's the genius in the whole thing: the dealer himself opened up a firm that was going to do uh, building and maintenance work, and he only had one customer, and <laughs> it was this company, right? So. I mean, that's kind of a red flag right there. And let's see, starting in 2010, all the drugs were paid for with embezzled money from Company A. That's the company that the Johnson guy worked for. He was paid more than $10 million from Company A for the narcotics. Court records describe uh, buying large amounts of opioids for personal use. You can't spend $10 million on... That's they, ridiculous. It, that, and that's what they get into is how did he spend that much money you don't. on opioids? No, it's bullshit. Yeah. And so... There's some thought that, well, that maybe it wasn't all on opioids and it was for other things. So this guy, he would deposit the checks into his personal and his company's account. And then he would also cash them at a local drugstore, a liquor store. Yeah. Which, another red flag. He cashed more than $5.3 million at the liquor store. So is the liquor store getting a little chunk here? Well, don't they get, don't they get a lot of money for cashing Cashing checks, a check? Don't they? Based on the size of it, I thought for some reason I thought oh, it was a did. check cashing place, yeah, which do exist, but a liquor store, I don't know. Maybe. So then Adams, this is the drug dealer. So there's got to be something in it for cashing checks of yeah. that amount. Yeah, Come on, yeah. he's accused of filling out tax forms that made his drug dealing income look like legitimate business income. He lied to the IRS, and I've come to realize that. Boy, a lot of people get busted, but just by lying to the IRS, they have zero mercy about anything. But he well, claims he claims he was cashing them because he was helping him gamble on sports because he didn't want to get busted for dealing the drugs. <laughs> what percentage of the guy's company that was to perform building and maintenance work do you think was actually for legitimate work over the course of six years? If he stole ten million dollars, yeah, do you think he did any legitimate work? I I would assume the feds said three percent of it was for legitimate work. <laughs> Three percent. The rest is all about getting opioids for this guy. It's a wild story. Robert Snell has a has a really good version of it, much better than I just said. Is that from the other day or is that today? From, from the other, from like two days. Okay. Ago, I think. Um, Brandon just hit on something. I was. Oh, did you find the Brendan Schaub trailer? Oh yeah, no, yeah, I definitely found that. There, also, that deep fake that. Uh, Oh, the mini-me? That Carl, that, that one's quick. It's only 50 seconds, but here, check, take a look at it. He is exactly like you in every way, except one-eighth your size. <laughs> wow, that's Joe a, Rogan. Pretty good deep fake. Yeah. I shall call him mini-me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll have to link. I mean, the audio is just the audio from the movie, but yeah. yeah. But God, that's a really good deep fake. <laughs> look at him as mini-me. That's it's three oh, years that's ago, fun. too. That's really well done. No, no, we don't gnaw yeah. on our kitty. How many views are there? Over three million. Wow. Can uh, can we see the Brendan Schaub trailer? Special trailer? Yeah. This you, you guys ready to laugh your ass off? Yes. Yeah. I'm married in Mexican, y'all. I'm the only person in my house who don't speak Spanish. My white friends learned a Latino before. I go, dude, just fucking learn Spanish. Put a little effort in. Learn Spanish. How hard can it be? I'm all, bitch, I am 38. I struggle with English oh at my times. God, you know I had to do it big. Like my women, like my checks, so make sure that it's there. That's an actual conversation. That's not a joke. Yeah. Well, there's no jokes. He goes, dude, dude, pop it. Do with a Latina, bro. You know why? Because they're fun and they're spicy. 
You know what spicy means? They're assholes. That's what that means. I decided to go on a keto diet. If you know what keto is, keto is a diet where you can't eat Mexican food. That's the diet. <laughs> Mama, what are you doing? I know you know. I'm on keto. Cabron, look. Keto's. It's keto, bitch. We can eat bean cheese, bean cheese, bean cheese, bean cheese. I'm just gonna carb load year round. Result gonna be built like armadillos. The other thing you should know about Dana Mexican, nobody told me this. Huh? There's me flaming hot Cheetos all over your house. Huh? That was the trailer huh? that they decided to put out. And people were attracted to the to the special by that trailer. Huh. I mean, would people huh? would people laugh at that and say, "I gotta watch that"? I just can't no. understand. No, they would not. No, my understanding is that. He was a semi-frequent guest on Joe Rogan's show because he was an MMA fighter, right? Oh, well, that explains some of his material about keto diets. And so he transferred from a, a, a fighter to a stand-up. And oh, so gosh. Joe Rogan's audience just automatically said, well, he's on Joe Rogan, so therefore I think he's funny. And just built, he built this gigantic, well, well, not just yeah. him, the fighter and the kid, and um, another one. Well, didn't he Bill cry Vine on was that? Part of that? Didn't he cry on that? Isn't that how we first were aware of him here? Oh, yeah, because he? he cried when Chris he? Delia got, right. got busted. <laughs> what? He and Brian Callen right. on the okay. fighter and the kid yeah. were well, crying. That's right. Their friend yeah, that Brian weird. or Chris Delio got busted and got canceled, and then shortly after, I think Brian Callen had his own allegations and. Oh, wow. Well, you know, Carl did a show on the Golden Hour, which he combined with the, the Golden Throat or the Golden Voice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and after listening to it, I was like, that guy's not very bright at all. How can he be a famous stand-up comic? That's incredible. So I listened to the Golden Hour and I was like, because, you know, you hear the clips, and you're like, it can't be this bad. This ha <laughs> These have to be very isolated moments. I'm like, no, it's really bad. And it's doing like... You know, at that time, because this was a while back, a few months ago, it was doing like 200,000 views on YouTube. I'm like, these guys are making major bucks. So I go back, because they used to have Theo Vaughn, mm -hmm. and they're doing a million views sometimes. And Theo Vaughn, who has his own thing, He's he does really well. too, yeah. He does, yeah. his podcast is huge. And so apparently, Theo Vaughn was a big part of making that good. And as soon as Theo Vaughn goes, what am I doing? We're idiots. He goes off and does his thing, which is, you know, just cruising along fine. And they've gone from a million views to, Carl said, 105,000 for the last one. Wow. Yeah. So this is the thing where you're going, okay, when is it going to go down to zero? <laughs> it oh. seems like it's going that way. I mean, and isn't that weird when you click on something and you're used to it saying like 700,000 views and it now says 100,000 views? Wouldn't you start to go, why do I, do I, why is everyone leaving the show? I mean, Aren't you kind of amazed that he's a, this MMA fighter that's just like, I'm just going to do comedy now? Yes. No, I, I'm surprised. I thought, well, he must have been a really funny guy. Stand-up is one of the hardest I, things in entertainment to do, if not the hardest. I kept seeing the fighter and the kid on the podcast, the charts, and I go, well, it must be a good show. It does really well. And Theo Vaughn's name was listed on it. And Theo Vaughn's name is still listed on it, uh -huh. even though he's not on it anymore. And it's funny, Carl and I were debating, well, is that why people <laughs> still think Theo uh, Vaughn's possibly, part of yeah, it, maybe? show up any day. <laughs> it's so weird. Wow. But it, it's like watching Delia with, with two really subpar comics. And it's, I mean, train wrecks can be interesting, but not on a weekly basis. Oh. I wouldn't think. I, I, just stunned. I was really curious to see that. Uh, so, yeah, it is. 
That's exactly what it is. See, uh, TJ Holmes was out uh, shopping. Yes. Shopping for rings? So yeah. do, do they call the media every time they leave the house? Oh, probably. Why not? I just can't believe the media is so obedient. <laughs> well, it could be, too, that they're just catching them doing it. You don't think? I don't uh, think he's they going go to through... a random jewelry store. I wonder if TJ Holmes is here today. No, or they're sitting outside his house. I can't believe they're that worth following. They were never of that much interest before. They start just well, because yeah, friction start starts happening her, yeah. between their genitals. All of a sudden, sure. they're fascinating, like Megan. Sure. And Harry. Um. Oh wow! Did you see? By the way, they they're angling for a job at uh, News Nation, the one that has Cuomo and Banfield, and they're they're trying to get a gig there now that they're done with ABC. That's, Ro- that's Robot not Holmes. a. Is that's not a right a, a conservative? Uh, don't, don't confuse News Nation with News Max. I mean, two different things. News Nation is the old WGN. Okay. They're trying to do more centrist type stuff. So uh, are they really at, qualified to do that? I don't. No, I don't think so. I at wouldn't all. think so at all. No, but they're, but she's they're, in, she's. But their names, right? Okay. So I guess they assume that people would start following, and then I, I totally forgot that. Remember when that Minka Brzezinski and Joey Scarborough? Yeah. Like, they start fucking, and they still have their show. Yeah, but I don't think people are watching because they're fucking. No, I know, but isn't it amazing that they're totally fine? I mean, they survived that, and they got rid of... I don't know I don't know if they were married at the time they started banging. But they come from the same place politically. They're very, very strong in terms of their, their political affiliation. So I think people probably go, well, I like him because he thinks like I do, and she thinks like I do, and now they fuck, and they still think like I do. I guess I'm just surprised that they, you know, they can weather that storm, but it just shows how easy it is to get rid of Robach and Holmes. Yeah, I th- and I think... Th- I, I mean, don't they think weren't they anchoring were, that show. I don't think they were well-liked at, at ABC, though. Did it just you, doesn't sound like people liked them, and also... Did you read the story of the girl that came forward about her relationship with TJ Holmes? Um, I read about four stories about girls that came oh, okay. forward. There was a new one where she actually... Oh, is there another one? I thought it was from today. Oh, I didn't see that, no. I, I don't know who did it. I just that, saw he was out it, shopping. He bought her uh, a promise ring and a gold. In fact, the, the headline was, TJ Holmes drops big bucks on jewelry. And it's like, it's a $650 ring. Is that that's really? It. That's it. The guy makes, he just got a giant payoff from ABC. Is that really that much? No. Um, but I think it was the story you put in your prep, Brandon. About uh, the culture, the horned up culture at uh, yeah, ABC. I could see. I could not get that to come up on my phone. Oh, that was from the cut. The cut. The cut. Um, so it's, it's her name is Sasha. She starts telling a story about um, she didn't pay much attention to T.J. Holmes when she began working when he began working as an anchor for ABC News in 2014. They were both working overnight. She was 27 years old. She was a digital news associate. Um, you know, working the overnight, which not an easy gig. So, of course, after a few months, TJ started asking her for help setting up his Instagram account. <laughs> what a lame entry. He quickly became flirtatious. I'm learning a lot about you. Okay, what's her name? I'm just going to Google it because I know she's going to be hot. They don't give it's her last name. It's just Sasha. Yeah. S-A-S-C-H-A. Oh, okay. So he says, I'm learning a lot about you. I might actually like you. That's what he wrote to her. <laughs> So they started texting, and they were texting for hours one weekend, uh, and Holmes Uh expressed what Sasha calls, quote, a crazy amount of interest in her personal life. (laughs) Thank! She rarely felt validated as a low-level staffer, and Holmes often seemed like 
the only person in the building who took me seriously. Yeah, because yeah, he, he wants something. Yeah. He wants something. He's not interested. It's crazy. You're not that interesting. It wasn't long, she says, before he booked a hotel near the network's headquarters <laughs> and sent her the details. When she walked in the room, he was sitting on the bed. Hot. Let me jump forward in here. And yeah, and so so then uh, wait. the article's not that great because then they start just going into a lot of the allegations. What, did she go to the room because she thought they were going to go over her resume or something? TJ's the only one that paid attention to her. But did she not think she was going to the room for sex? Oh, I'm sure she thought she was, yeah. Oh, okay. Before their affair began, she would cry before the start of her work week. Yikes. Before, wait, say it again? She would cry before the start of her work week. Because he was hitting on her so hard? I think, you know, because no one took her seriously. Oh, okay. I think she was just stressed out. So she cried less because TJ had all this interest in her. Yeah. Okay. The overnight shows were chronically understaffed, and she says her boss would often yell at her when she asked questions. (laughs) (laughs) Now, here comes a whopper that I don't believe. (laughs) She ground her teeth from stress so much, there was no enamel left. Yeah, can we get a forensic dentist, please? <laughs> I don't believe that. Forensic <laughs> uh, dentist. Her- so she have dentures now? <laughs> I'm assuming. Yes, yeah. Fair assumption. The nocturnal 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. schedule left no room for a social life. Quote, I was so exhausted and lonely, I couldn't get out of bed. My teeth were so messed up. Dating was impossible, but with Holmes, she didn't have to explain her disorienting schedule. Their affair became a bright spot that carried her through the grueling shifts. Sasha started doing her hair and dressing nicely for work. Yeah. During breaks, she'd visit Holmes in the office where they'd have sex behind a locked door. It didn't seem crazy at the time, given that what she describes <laughs> as ABC News's rampant culture of sex. <laughs> I love the justification. <laughs> but she's not even she's not even upset about it. She says uh, her relationship with Holmes began to peter out after less than a year once he left the overnight shift to focus on GMA. She says he never gave me a heads up about the new job. <laughs> it left her heartbroken and feeling like a throwaway object. Yeah, he was in permanent I, refraction mode with her. Unfortunately, I got news for you, Sasha. I think you were a throwaway object for TJ Holmes. Yeah. They continue to speak on the phone, however. Well, that, that's what that's what TJ Holmes and Army Hammer and a lot of these guys that these young girls complain about who are much older is these guys just want to move on to the next one and they're not even really terribly nice about it. Yeah. No, because they're dicks. And so all of a sudden, we're giving voice to people who are victims of power imbalances. And so these people go, oh, it's my turn to talk. I love that she thought... He was that, mean to me. I love that she thought that he should tell her that he's moving to GMA now, honey. Well, she thought she was an insider. Like, okay, don't tell anybody, but uh, it looks like I'm, I'm first in line for this job. Oh, but I'm going to really miss you over here, so I'm not sure I'm going to take it. <laughs> he would confide in me. I'm so take yeah. a job, and I'm going to bring you along, maybe down the road. <laughs> See, and then he leaves. Okay, so they continued to speak on the phone, however. They even hooked up once more. A few years later, he went back for the retap. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Yeah, he must have had some, uh, some stra- for some strange reason, her micro, her sexual microfiche went into his brain, and he just immediately picked up the phone. <laughs> when he then reached out again in 2019, so we're about five years later, Sasha just wanted a friendship, but when she tried to meet him for tea, Holmes didn't respond for a few days. <laughs> and then she wrote him a text. He te- was waiting for his refraction to end, but he kept having sex with people. Well, he probably looked and said, 
She wants a friendship. Me for tea. Fuck that. I don't want to be fucking friends with her. <laughs> no time for this. Well, why? Why would I be friends with her? I'm not interested in her in any way. Look, if we're going to have sex, that's all it is. Yeah, the friction was great. Period. But the other stuff? I mean, the shit I had to say and pretend I was interested in? Forget it. <laughs> she writes, uh, she texted him. I'm pretty sure you only text me when you need attention. <laughs> and, then, oh. and then otherwise... They don't really nah. matter. How do you think TJ Holmes replied to that text? Well, no, of yeah. course you matter. Uh, less words than that. What did he say? Good night. Oh, Jesus. What an asshole. Wow. God. What a total asshole. Good night. Oh. She feels no, or she felt no animosity towards TJ Holmes. Until his other affairs became public. Yeah. <laughs> and then she said she was reading the New York Post article where everybody's spilling on all the chicks that T.J. Holmes was banging. Yeah. And the one staffer said about, I walked by his office and I heard all this rustling and then a young um, lower level staffer came out. And she goes, that was me. <laughs> she knew it was her. <laughs> oh, shit. So now she's just embarrassed, Hot. I guess, but... The, the problem I have with this article is she's kind of, you know, trying to throw the whole culture of ABC News, like blaming it on that when it's well, really TJ Holmes, man. No, and no, there's that, a few other examples. Are you telling me that because other people are having affairs at a workplace, you go, oh, there's a culture of sex here. And so uh, I, I'm going to start hitting on everybody. No, you get interested in one person. Yeah. And if something happens, you're around them a lot. You have a lot in common. And it just, it's not because, oh my God, there's a culture of sex. I feel it. Do you feel it? Yeah. Oh yeah, I feel it too. Let's go get it on. Yeah, no. That's, uh, why does everyone always want to make some complicit well, there's another example. Environment this, this, or someone else. This cold shower's talking about how some guy in the edit bay put his hand on her bare leg and she reported it. They didn't do anything. Which, you know, 2014, yeah, I could see them not doing anything. He put his hand on her leg at the edit bay? They were in the edit bay, so the, the implication, I don't know, but the implication was weird. this guy's hitting on her. Well, she never she never went back to the edit bay again and then reported it to HR, and they were just like, eh, nothing happened. So that's one of the examples that the article used for the culture of sex at ABC News. They should but have really called think- him in. And they should have had him put his hand on her leg and then did a boner check. <laughs> I mean, that would solve it, wouldn't it? Yeah. And if he wasn't hard, then he'd go, no, it's fake. It's, there was nothing to it. <laughs> he'd fail miserably. <laughs> get a boner before he actually even touched it, just the thought of it. <laughs> well, what is this headline, Brandon? Oh, uh, Donald Trump is on the offensive because he's, you know, gearing up for 2024 and he has an opponent in Ron DeSanctimonious. Yes. So he's gone to uh, Truth Social or whatever social media crap he's on just to post a picture of Ron DeSantis with a few of his students when he was a teacher. Yeah. And it says, here is Ron DeSanctimonious grooming high school girls with alcohol as a teacher. Puke emoji. Well, they're drinking alcohol? It's according to that meme, but then Trump shared it and just wrote... Ron DeSanctimonious. What did he write there? That's not Ron, is it? He would never do such a thing. Well, is there liquor in the picture? He's, hold, he's holding a beer bottle. I don't know if they are. Oh, no, she is. That girl in the blue. Uh, how but old are they? But who knows? Who knows? Who knows? He's a groomer. I didn't know he was a groomer. Well, I, there's your proof. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh my god! Is, is that is a, if if there is a full out battle between Trump and DeSanctimonious? Yeah, 
in, in Ron DeSanctimonious. And they might just destroy is, is Ron going, DeSanctimonious. Oh, I think Trump would win that easily. But is that going to be annoying know. or is it going to be entertaining? Uh, probably annoying. That's kind of how think, I feel. I, I'm just really so weary of all of it. I, I, I can't even believe I asked Brandon what that headline was. So, I just saw it and I was like, what is that? Because <laughs> they had the picture with the faces blurred yeah. of the girls yeah. and Ron DeSanctimonious in the middle. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Damn it. That is a great nickname, Ron DeSanctimonious. He's done pretty well. With n- nicknames have served him well. Oh, yeah. I, I swear, low-energy Jeb Bush, I, every time I saw him, I started getting sleepy. When I, was watching, that. when I was watching his eulogy for Diamond, or was it, I don't remember which one it was, he mentioned about all the great nicknames he had, and he started saying a few of them. He goes, we don't need to go through them all. Jeb Bush is a low-energy <laughs> right. person. He's right. He doesn't need to go through them all. We all know him. They're great. Hey, if you're having a Super Bowl party and you want to order out, consider Joe's Produce Market in Livonia so your guests will be blown away this Super Bowl by USDA Prime Choice Meats, fresh, fresh fish, seafood, homemade bread, mm. tasty stuff. Not to mention, you know, wings, chicken wings, salad, pizza, slider, sliders. Oh, I love sliders. I feel like ordering some right now. I, know, I agree, man. And pulled I don't know about pork. You guys, but I'm hungry. Give me one. Pulled pork sandwiches from Joe's oh. Produce. Savory um, and delicious. Joe's Produce Gourmet Market is in Livonia. Life is what you make it at Joe's. Call 248-477-4333 or go to joesproduce.com to check out their menus. Joe's Produce dot com check the menus or again call you know you might want to go ahead and make your reservations for super bowl sunday yeah, do it now yeah get it out get it out of the way get it done get some great do it, do it get it, get done. it done and then uh, hall financial is our show's presenting sponsor and they want to remind you mortgage rates are lower than i mean you hear about high interest rates all the time but honestly the last four months they've been doing much better with the holidays behind us many people are looking at high interest debt because those credit card now that interest rate is wildly high and if you own a home you can use the equity in your home to put yourself in a better position with a cash out refi to eliminate the high interest debt it all makes sense mathematically Bentley can help you with it or anybody at Hall Financial can help you with it in a free five minute mortgage review you can find out how much equity you've gained in your home since you've owned it Uh, once you go through the process you can access money in two weeks or less from Hall Financial call Hall Financial first at 866-CALL-HALL or chat with them online at callhallfirst.com. Uh, thanks to Carl and WATP. And um, we'll be back tomorrow. I guess two more shows till the Super Bowl. Ooh, yeah, we got to get Wetzel on. Yeah, Wetzel's out there. That's right. Yeah, I just found that out. Uh-huh. Um, God, I wonder what cover- I wonder if people hate covering the Super Bowl or they like it. Oh, God, I think people would hate it. It would definitely be work. Isn't isn't this week just one yeah, how, it's just one big infomercial. There's a there's a million people looking for the same stuff you're looking for. And also people at home wanting, well, give us a new angle. But I'm talking something about, unique to write about the Super Bowl. Remember Radio Row would be every former athlete yeah. or celebrity and they're all selling something. No, it's it's nightmarish. Yeah, it is one big marketplace. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Listen, listen, guys, we waited for one whole year to get this trophy. And it means so much to everybody in here. But I don't think, you know, it would go without a do. This thing belongs to Mr. Rooney, belongs here. And let's see if we can bring this damn thing back here next year, along with the fucking Super Bowl. Here we go. It's a family program. At least it was until then.